Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Opinions and Buttholes. Everyone's got one. I'm Jake, your host. I'm here with my co-host. What's up everybody? It's Matt. You better ask somebody. Hey man, no, this will be a fun episode. Our last episode we did on uh, vacations, that was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I listened back to that. Cool places to go check out. Yes, yes, yes. And if you are not traveling, you need to. Uh, first off, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to us. If you've been listening to us, if you're a longtime listener, we greatly appreciate it. It's a lot of fun, man. We've yeah. just been having a blast doing this. Yeah, thanks everybody. Um, If you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, go on there and give us a review, give us some stars, try to... Help us get on a chart, man. We want to get on a chart. I don't care if it's the worst podcast of 2022 or if it's the 2000th podcast. I don't care. I just want to be on a chart. It'd be really cool. Yeah, that'd be cool to be listed as something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be kind of cool to help us out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, So following on vacations from uh, last from uh, the last episode we posted, uh, following on vacations, uh, we told you guys we were going to take a trip to Minneapolis to see some baseball and football. and. Uh, yeah. We did, and it was so much fun. We had such a blast, but today we're just going to discuss uh, a little bit about the history of Minneapolis, uh, things that are there, yeah. uh, what the trip was like, how report, expensive it is. We'll report back on, we'll report back on, on, on the yeah. experience. I got a couple of housekeeping things, though, from last episode. Okay, what you got? What you got? A couple of things. Uh, we talked about the Elvis movie. Yep. And that guy, his name is Austin Butler. We didn't know what his name was. Right. So okay. I, when I was doing editing, I'm like, oh. We should let everybody know. Austin Butler. Yeah, his name's Austin Butler. And then the guy from Kingsman, we, we couldn't remember what his name was. His you call name him was, Iggy? Yeah, it's it's Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton. And we're thinking, because in Kingsman, his his nickname is Eggsy. Eggsy. That's what everybody go. calls him in, in Kingsman. The Taren, Kingsman. You said Terrence Egerton? Taron, T-A-R-O-N. Taron. Taron and Egerton. Then, and then the guy who plays Merlin in in that yep remember i said i get him mixed up with i don't remember what his name is i get him mixed up with stanley tukey yep and you couldn't remember who stanley tukey was right but he's an actor his name is mark strong the guy that played the uh, merlin merlin the guy who yep. was who stepped spoiler alert the guy who stepped on the mine and yep. sacrificed himself so they could get away yep nope I, yeah. I that dude's a great actor yeah. too i really like him um, any movies he's in well i think those are the only ones that i have those are the only housekeeping ones yeah those okay. are the ones that I have for housekeeping. Uh, and just for another thing, that little uh, that little uh, saying that I put at the end of the last one that I kind of said was my saying, uh, I think I kind of made it winded and didn't really make it quite a saying because <laughs> I listened back to it and I'm like, God, you're such an idiot, Jake. But I think it made sense. Yeah. You I know, li- live life, have fun, go see shit. And that's basically what it is. Yeah. Get out there and experience yeah. some life. Don't take any of this for granted. If you think the world sucks and go see it in other places, you'll know that this place don't suck. Oh yeah, if, for sure. Like it really, uh, yeah. really probably the best place to live on earth. So to get into our vacation, we took a trip to Minneapolis. Yeah, it was fun. for the Twins and Angels game on Saturday night, and then yep. we went to the Lions and Vikings on Sunday, and uh, we had a freaking blast. Yeah, it was fun. How'd we get out there? We took Ethan's car. We drove. We drove 10, 10 hours? 10 hours. Jesus Christ. Thank God. You know, I'm glad that I got to spend this weekend with my son and my best friend. But I told Ethan after we dropped Matt off at his house and we were driving home, I said, 
thank God Matt came with us because I wouldn't have driven all that by myself, man. We would have been in a bad way. Yeah, I think we split it pretty evenly. I, 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 I'd like to. I, I think you drove a little I bit think, more than I most of us. I think the way but... out there, I drove more, and then on the way back, you drove more than I did. So I think it probably even evened yeah, out. it evened out pretty good. Yeah, we didn't make Ethan drive too much. Sunday he was kind of sick. Yeah, he got a little mon- being out there. Monday he was a little drowsy and tired. Don't. So me and Matt covered most of it. Got a little cold because we got sprinkled on. We got rained yeah. on a little bit at the uh, Twins and Angels. Game. Yeah, no, that was, that was, uh, it was cold at first. And then when the rain stopped, it just turned into a beautiful yeah. night. God, it was a good night for baseball, man. Yeah, it was. Nice, yeah. crisp, cool air. And then on the way back to the hotel, we stopped and ate at this really cool restaurant we'll oh, talk about. Oh, yeah, I forgot but- about it. I that place was that so much fun, but uh, Matt took a bunch of notes and forgot the food. Like, yeah, that's my favorite place. That was one of my favorite things of the trip was going that to that was place. So freaking good! I had I tried their fish and chips. <clears throat> so did Ethan. That really that surprised was, me. Yeah, I figured really he surprised. Me. I figured when you said, "Oh, they got tenders," yeah, I figured he would have been like, "Oh yeah, I get the, but get the tenders." But he's he been was, obsessed with England and the food they have yeah, and the and that's the culture big, and yeah, fish and chips. I, that was a super proud dad moment, man. Like, he ate know, all of it. There, there was. There was a few things that really made me proud of him as a father um, this weekend, this past weekend, that really, like, touched me. You know, it was really cool. Because cool. uh, I remember, uh, well, not many people know this, and uh, I don't know how it's going to go over with Matt to bring it up on here, but on July 4th, uh, Ethan's a very picky eater, and he kind of uh, kind of did something to really upset Matt over something Matt made. And I overreacted also. But. I think I think they I I think you both did, but it was what it was, you know. Like I told Ethan on the way home that night, I said, "Matt's really picky about the shit he makes. Like he puts a lot of effort into it." And, and he, I know he is, so I was I wasn't showing, I wasn't trying to show him. Like he was oh he was standing over right. behind me. I was like holding over, just You're showing me. I was showing I was, you, and I didn't even get a bite of it because all that shit happened, but. When we showed up to pick you up that Saturday morning and he got out and gave you a hug and said yeah. he was sorry for the way yeah, he acted. Yeah, and I said, I said, it's all good. It's that was a proud dad moment for me, man, because he, cool. he just, you know, he sucked it up. It, no matter what the feelings were after all that happened, he sucked it up and he apologized. And that made me feel really good. Did, uh, you, tell, did you tell him he should say something? Uh, no. Oh, no. So he did that. Was, he did oh, it he just did. to do it. And uh, I thought it was, uh, I don't know. I, I was really impressed by it. It kind of makes me emotional yeah. to know that he took that step to be a man you know like that's yeah. that's a manly thing to do it's because you and carrie raised a good kid yeah and uh well thank you he's a he's a very good kid and uh you knew that you found that out on the trip i mean he's very he's not afraid to just be there you know yeah. like he he really doing that and then having the fish and chips at the brit pub and then i was surprised getting the autographs and the glove at the game fighting his way down the crowd to get there and no, I was super impressed. There were super proud dad moments for me that I wanted to share with you guys. I was very happy for him. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. So let's get into this trip a little bit, Matt. What you got on us for, let's start with history. Let's start with history of Minneapolis. Okay, How about so that? I, I, put, I, I looked up, I did some Google searching and checking out Minneapolis and, I mean, what, when, when it became a city and why, yep. why, and then, like, because I've kind of felt like an idiot and I'm sitting <clears> there, I'm looking, I'm like, I know, like, the angels logo but i'm like what's with the freaking tc for the right. like twins and i'm like oh you moron twin city <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it took me a few minutes because i'm like looking at their 
because we were so for the angels game we were 12 rows up from the field oh my god perfect seats man it was down, so nice down the third baseline and we got we almost got lucky there was a there was what one one really one or two really good uh foul balls that went out near us yeah one, one kind of kind of closer to home plate and one one that went down the third baseline yeah i think it went in like it was like 10 rows behind us yeah. where it fell in at. Yeah. yeah that was that was so that was pretty cool and i didn't realize the amenities you get sitting in a box seat like that down yeah, by the those, field because we had our we had our own bathroom and our own concession stand and our own bar yeah for that, for that section, section yeah no round. that was pretty cool man. that was pretty cool and thank you for that because you bought the tickets to that yeah, so that was very cool oh man that was, it, that was so much fun dude we had so, a blast uh, but yeah, I was looking at it going twins. I'm like, man, I should look up stuff on Minneapolis. I don't know anything. Right. So hit me with some history, man. What we got? All right. So a lot of, well, a lot of people know it's called Twin Cities uh, because of Minneapolis and St. Paul. But before that, so in, in 1856, settlers, well, no, sorry, 1849, settlers started going in that area. Right. Like what's known as the Twin Cities area or Minneapolis. Um, they they kind of, Incorpor- a little bit incorporated it in 1856 so and, and then like so they would uh i mean I guess, I guess law and stuff would would be able to be extended to them and that kind of stuff um and then uh, later on i guess saint anthony was was chartered as a city in 1860 which which later joined uh well that was that's what you kind of used to be twin cities but it's with saint anthony and Minneapolis was charged in eighteen uh, chartered in eighteen sixty seven, so they actually started becoming full cities. Right, and then in eighteen seventy two, the two merged to become Minneapolis. What's Minneapolis? Well, that's pretty uh, cool, man. Yeah. So, and that was like it started because um, they used to grind a lot of flour using the river. Okay. <clears throat> using the the I guess there's a little bit of a waterfall and stuff like that. They used to use that right hydroelectric power to help them grind flour, and it became a big export for that area. Um, and then the two words itself, Minneapolis, is a Sioux word, mini, which is water, and the Greek word polis, which is city. So it's basically just water city. The, Minneapolis. History <clears throat> history of how things are named in this country is pretty, pretty awesome, just yeah. to think about where it all comes from. Because who would have thought that you would have taken a Sioux word? meaning water and then taking a greek word meaning city and put yeah, them together, put them together. And, and it's minneapolis it's like minneapolis I'm like, oh, that's yeah cool. it's kind of cool and i love how they call it the twin cities because they're only like seven miles apart or yeah. something you know and they're both pretty decent sized cities because the the uh mississippi river right splits yep up. they're right there and they border it yep so it's pretty cool yeah no it's so. uh it's a it's an awesome place we had a blast man so that's a just a little bit of when it was incorporated i'm sure there's all kinds of crazy all kinds of throughout their whole history right there's tons of other stuff but i just wanted to no no that's good that man. throw that out there you know what little history every trip we take together we'll start doing a little segment like this about yeah, the cities we cool. go to so that'd be cool because we actually just booked everything for another trip that we've told oh, you about but we're taking it at the end of this month man we got our hotels at the rio in vegas and then we got our plane tickets today on sun country heading down there and we got our tickets to and we got our tickets museum. to the haunted museum, man. We're yep. just set up now. All we got to do is show up. That's it. We just got to show up and uh, have a freaking blast, man. We're gonna have so much fun, dude. Yeah, I love Vegas. Be. That's my home away from home. I call it. I yeah. love Vegas, man. It's too hot in the summertime. I, yeah. I could snowbird there. I, I could. I could live there. I, the, the heat eh, it really don't bother me. Most places are air conditioned. I don't yeah. think I'd spend a whole lot of time outside if I lived there. 
in the summer. Probably not. But you never know, because I'd probably yeah, try to get with UPS down there. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Yeah, Jesus Christ, I can't imagine. Unless with this new fight they're going to do with the union, maybe we'll have air conditioning. That would help a lot. Yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really worried about it. Yeah, out here, I, out here, I'm not. The bad thing is, is I think the air conditioning would just be in the cab, and then you would open the bulkhead door and all you're your, fucking all your, dead. Yeah, yeah. So all you're not, if we're not really going to change much, yeah. you're just not going to want to get out of the vehicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. You're still going to have to shut it off at every stop. But yeah, no, we'll do another podcast like this about Vegas when we get back, and maybe, maybe we tell can, you a little history maybe, of Vegas. Maybe I can figure out how to use the old mixer. And plug it into like my iPad and take it with us and take it with us and do one down there. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because all we'll need, we'll just have to, uh, we'll just bring just the mics, not the stands. Yep. And the cords and stuff, and just hold the. We'll just have to hold the mic yeah. while we do it. Just record a little bit while we're there. Or we'll walk around and ask people questions. That would be awesome. That'd be fun. Just hit Maybe people on the strip. Some, interview some of the street performers and hey, say hey, we got a podcast. Can we interview you? Yeah. Just ask them some questions. No, that'd be fun, man. That'd be really. I, cool. I'm, I'm in. I don't care. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm all about it, man. Like, I'm not afraid to make a fool of myself. I'm not afraid for people or whatever, <laughs> but that'd be a good way to get our podcast out there, too, yeah. you know, in another location. We'll have to try and make sure, I'll have to try and see if I can uh, print, make those uh, business, business cards. cards. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Well, I'll pass them out everywhere. I'll leave a yeah. stack of them by the freaking desk I might at the ask, reel. I might ask Shelby at the UPS store and see, because she's graphic, she's got a degree in graphic design. Yeah. Ask her, hey, we, I need some business cards for this. Here's what I made up. Can you make it better? Yeah. And see what she comes up with and then uh, just uh, pay them to print them. That'd be awesome. Yeah. No, I'm in. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be cool. Pass some, them out down there. Yeah. Have some real Shit, business yeah. cards. Be like, all right, well, here, this is what you interviewed for. Right. Try and get us get us on a list of actual journalists. Maybe. So we can. Yeah. So we can get some press passes and some access like that. That'd Heck be, yeah. That'd be cool. I'm all about it. Imagine man. if we get go down there again and get like press passes to do some interviews at a UFC fight. Oh shit, that'd be tip. That would be so awesome. Of course, we'd have to go down there from a Thursday to a Thursday. We'll figure it out. Yeah, because UFC fights are usually on Saturday or Thursday to Sunday. I mean, just take a couple days off, fly yeah. down there, get back on Sunday afternoon. That would be really cool. That'd be awesome. And there's interview. actually a fight going on right now. Mackenzie Dern is fighting. Is there? The female fight is the top, is the head headliner. The, the main event? Yeah. No, it's pretty good fights. <clears throat> But let's get back onto this Minneapolis trip because we kind of drifted away a little bit. That's right. Talking about talking Vegas, about, I'm excited. We're still right? talking about trips. This is I the, know. This is the, uh, I guess, a vacation part two stuff that we're, we we just did and stuff we're going to do. Right, right, right. So this is, but it's an update, <clears throat> update on trips because we told people get out there and take a vacation. And right. And now we're reporting on the vacation we took. I think that if I lived in like Fargo, I would probably go to a few more vikings games oh yeah because fargo's not that far see now if you're listening to this and if you're new to listen to this or if you don't know us you don't know where we're from because a lot of lo a lot of our listeners are friends of ours and stuff that have yeah. just you know kind of supported us um we live in the northwest corner of north dakota yeah we're we're freaking we're 20 minutes away from montana yeah and and, and there's nothing in montana we're, we're, so the big city in montana that we're close to is billings and that and is five and a half hours yeah, away. Yeah, like five, the big, I mean, we we are two hours from Minot, North Dakota, which is shopping. And we're only an hour south of Canada. Yeah. So yeah. that's how far north we're. Yeah. Like, and so we're like, way we're up there. At, yeah, we're way up there. So we're only an hour south from the Canadian border. Right. And 20 something minutes from the Montana border. That's yeah. how far northwest we are. So we're way up there. 
and uh we're what five five and a half hours from grand forks we're three and a half hours from bismarck and we're six hours from fargo and fargo to minneapolis is not a bad drive at all there's plenty to see there's traffic to keep you awake there's yeah, just in and out it wasn't too bad williston how, how far was that uh it was fargo to- it's 430 400 it's around 430 miles to fargo from here okay and then it's another three and a half four hours of driving from fargo to minneapolis okay so fargo man is only about three and a half hours yep so that's that's not that's not no, at all. but getting from Williston to Fargo is the oh, worst Brad. fucking part of the trip. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's little tiny farm farming communities. That, yeah, uh, a few of them. Like a couple times, like one of the times we stopped for gas, and then I mean, there's you, you drive through, so you you hit two hours from here, you hit Minot, which is a big town, and then another. How far is it to Bismarck? Hour and say, a half. Hour and a half. So, but but once you leave Minot. In between Minot and Bismarck, there's nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Maybe a few gas stations in little towns. Nothing. There's nothing. Like, yeah, not and not even much for gas stations. So you just drive. Yeah. And there's maybe some cows. And then when you get into Bismarck, it's a decent sized city. It's not yeah. huge that's by the, any means. That's our state capital. That's the state capital. And then you head east from there and fucking Again. nothing all Again. the way to Fargo. Nothing. Just a whole lot. And it's not even like. Well, I guess you got Jamestown and Valley City, but they're oh, not yeah. giant city. Yeah. They're small towns. They're you can not miss, big. Yeah, you can miss those quick because you're on the high. Because by then you're on more of a controlled access highway. Yeah. Like a free, like a high, like a big highway. Well, you're on I-94. Yeah. You're on a giant yeah. highway. So you, you can you can cruise past those quick the, and easy and not barely even see them. The best part of that whole part of the trip is once you get out of Bismarck, it's 75 all the way to Fargo. Oh, yeah. That's the best part. And you. You passed Jamestown and Valley City so quick. I didn't go. I wasn't going 75. I wasn't either. I was going about 83. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I fucking roll on that highway because it's was, the only place at 75 yeah. that I know of. The 75, I was going to easy 80 because then it's like you get pulled over. It's like you were only going five over. So it's right. right. They see that and they're like, do I really want to pull them over? Most of the time but they won't uh, stop you unless you're going 10 over. Yeah. That's why I usually only go five. Over. I usually go about 84. I just so. bend it just a little right. bit. I just hope there's vehicles around me. If I get a vehicle following me going 90, fucking yeah. I'm going 90. Yeah. Because he's going to be the one get stopped. <laughs> yeah, then you're good. Yeah, then we're good. Or if there's like a pocket of three or four cars and they're all cruising. Right. Yeah. But getting to, getting to Fargo is the hardest part of the whole trip. That's the hardest part of everything. That's the hardest part of going home back to Michigan when we drive. Yeah. Is getting to Fargo. Once you get past Fargo, there's so a lot more to see. Got... There's some hills. There's some woods. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck, man. Other and than it, that, because, I mean, we're the plains where the great plains area so it's all flat right so like you're you're looking and it's crazy because i mean 10 15 miles out you just you just see everything so <laughs> oh my god it's like you're driving to it and you're like you've been looking at it already for an hour so by the time you get up to it it's like i already saw all that yeah i've already seen and all then, this and then another 10 miles out you're looking you're just what down the down the highway you're just watching nothing fuck man well you know and ethan ethan drove only once the whole trip, he drove from Minot to Bismarck, and yeah. we got down there, and he said his neck was so sore. Just from outside Because I didn't realize me and Matt had both fallen asleep in the car, and he's just driving by himself. I'm like, shit, man, I feel bad. <laughs> I was like, man, but I was so beat, dude. I was up till, I didn't get out of the center till after 10 oh, shit. that Friday night. We had to, me and Ethan had to get up at 4.30 to get over here by 5.30 or 6 to pick you up. Yeah. So we had to leave the house at 5.30. So. 
I got home, got something to eat, got showered, got packed. I didn't get in bed till almost midnight. Yeah, I didn't either. And then because I'm an idiot, trying to drive ten hours in one day just after not sleeping at all. Man, we were that fucking was, exhausted. That was good though. We were able to rotate. All three of us drove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made it pretty decent. That helped a lot. Yeah, I drove. I think I had once a week. I think once I took over just outside of Bismarck. Yep. I think I drove the rest of the way. You did all the way that all night. the way to the hotel. Yep. And then we parked, and then we didn't move the car again. Till the next day. Till the next day. We found it at the hotel. He said, once when they knew we got a parking spot, they're like, I recommend you don't move it. Yeah. First come, first serve. So (laughs) Yeah, so it was like, oh, okay. And it was nice and close to the door. Yeah. So it was only what, maybe a quarter mile walk over to the target field. Yeah, if that. If that. Just a few blocks. Yeah. That was what that I mean in you know, downtown Minneapolis, we we walked back at night and it wasn't bad at all. Because there were so many people, it was like nobody's gonna do it yeah and what i love about it, cities like that is uh there's so much culture and there's so much um uh just energy in the cities yeah. you know and like you cannot be bored in a city it's got a different vibe even if you just go yeah. even if you just go out and just walk a little bit and just kind of hang out and people watch it's got just a totally different vibe totally different vibe uh, it reminded me of being downtown san diego or yeah even in even like Oceanside or like where, where I would roll out on my skateboard or I'd go out on my bike, my BMX bike and just find stuff to jump on, jump off of and mess around. So I remember one of the nights we were just, we were out having a little smoke break and I was looking around and I'm like, man, this would be a fun place to bring my bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think you said that we were on the yeah. top of the park yeah. garage, the double tree there. I'm like, oh, I could just cruise around this parking lot, just mess around right here, do some, right. do some tricks and jump around and. Just, that's I don't cool. Think, I don't think it was too expensive either. Like the drive over there, Ethan's car. I think we meet between me and you to get over and back was maybe two hundred bucks. Every time we stopped to fill up, I like be looking. I'm like nine dollars. <laughs> yeah, like we only we only or nine gallons. No, yeah, nine gallons. Nine gallons. Like what the? Heck? Yeah, like no. that's got to be wrong. And his car. I mean, it's a comfortable ride. It's not bad. Yeah, I mean, one of the times that I put gas in it, that it was below. It was below half of it. It's like it stopped at like, like what, like thirteen dollars or something like that. Yeah, right. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, all right. No, this car's great on gas. I t- I'm glad we took that because if we would have taken one of our trucks, oh, shit, geez. it would have been a yeah. six hundred dollar bill. Yeah. Get over and back, but his yeah. little car, it's too his bad. Car, and I it's mean, comfortable. It was, wasn't too bad. No. It was a little. It was a little squished. Like when we yeah. got back, driving my truck and being, being like spread out, or even a man's car. A man has got a traverse. Right. And hers, hers would be really good. It would be nice if it got a little bit better right. gas mileage, but it's got a good sized tank. And then the seats, you got space in, in the driver's seat. You got space to kind of stretch out if you're going to drive for a long time. Right. So I think I'm going to have Ethan, when we go to Vegas, I think I'm going to have Ethan drop us off at the airport. Yeah. We don't have to pay for parking. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're going to get dropped off at the airport. Yeah. Probably Everett. Yeah. Everett's going to drop us off. Yeah. I, I'm not going to drive I, last time i parked my car there when i went to texas it was like 80 bucks oh geez or no maybe it wasn't that was my not when i went to oh. texas i went to vegas with my brothers but my but carrie dropped us off yeah i don't remember one of them times fuck it no it was texas when i flew down to that reunion yeah i parked that little white car i had uh, oh like yeah, the yeah camera that's right I parked that the parking lot there. I think it was like 35, 40 bucks to park there for yeah. two days or something. Like that. So 
I'd rather not have to spend that money if I don't have to. Yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll get a ride. Ethan's got a little Honda HRV and uh, great gas mileage, and it's it's pretty it's pretty comfortable for three grown people. Four people would have been a little more cramped. Wouldn't have had yeah. a place to put anything. Yeah, that would have been pretty cramped. But uh, it's got the big, you know, it's got the hatchback back end. You can put all your stuff in there and stuff. So we weren't too cramped, and uh, it was a comfortable ride. We had a lot of fun. We had such a good time on that trip. But God, getting over to Fargo just sucks. Once we got into the city, though, you know, we hit a little bit of traffic, a little bit of construction. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Going to be. Not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. So, but there was there was some road because it's that season here. Yeah, and in in Minnesota, it's that season. That's one of the seasons. It's uh, it's winter. Unfortunately, I would never drive that far when it's not that season. Road construction season. Yeah, in the winter, I'm not going that far. Yeah. So no. Next time though. I think we already agreed we're going to fly. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not driving back there. Yeah. I'm flying. Because, I mean, I, I don't mind. I don't mind planning a road trip and take a, a trip, but I don't know. Just if that you, much time in the seat. Yeah, if you if you fly, you're a little less exhausted. Yeah. When you get there and you're more ready to do something. Yeah. But, yeah, man. Uh, So we got over there. Well, we got into the city at about 4.30. And that was with stopping for food, gas, all that. Yeah, we didn't even really, going there and coming back, we didn't even really worry about like how many times we were stopping. Or right, nothing. Just whenever we wanted to stop, we just stopped. So we got over there about 4.30 or quarter to 5, and it's usually a 10-hour drive, so we should have gotten there about 4 because we picked Matt up at 6 and got on the road. But uh, with the construction and everything, gas, food, bathroom, uh, took us a little bit longer to get over there, but... I blame a lot of that on the construction. We were making really good time by the time we got over there. Yeah, once we got out of the construction, we we made pretty good time. Yeah, yeah, it was it wasn't too bad. And then we made it right, went straight straight to the hotel downtown, the DoubleTree, yeah. which was actually a really nice hotel, remodeled nice. older building, uh, super nice hotel, nice little parking garage, kind of kind of a cramped parking garage. Yeah, there's only two levels, and each level was really small. Yeah, and that was it. That's all they had for parking. So we had to park on the side of the ramp going up to the second level because yeah, there was, was the like only there was like three spots. spots there. Nobody was parked there. So <coughs> so we pulled in. I had to get, me and Ethan had to get out of the car so Matt could park it up against the wall. Yeah, I didn't want anybody driving by and scraping the side of his car from right. that corner. So we parked there and we just stayed there and we went up, checked into the room, and uh, just put our bags down and stuff. And then we walked downstairs and walked over to the baseball game. And, uh, that was, uh, that was, you know, I've been to that park two other times for baseball games. Which, what park is that? Target Go Field. Everybody knows. Target Field. Target Field. Target Field where the Twins play. I've been to two other games there when the Twins played the Tigers. I went back in, uh, 2011 when I went to training for UPS when Ethan was five, me and, or six, five or six, me and Carrie took him there to a baseball game while I was over there for training for UPS. And then uh, we had to leave in like the seventh inning because it was, what, July, and it was so hot out, and Ethan was only six, and he was really exhausted. We had standing room only. Oh, shoot. So it wasn't super comfortable there, and so we just went for a little bit, and then uh, I went back with my brother Josh three or four years ago. We went over to watch the Twins and Tigers, and uh, we had box seats on the first baseline, the Union box seats. And we went and seen it there, but 
when uh <clears throat> when I asked Matt to go to Minneapolis with us and told him that we were going to go to the Vikings Lions game at first he wasn't going to go because he said he didn't have the money to go and I said well I'll buy your ticket for you let's go man yeah then it was like well I can't I can't say no to that yeah and then as soon as I got the tickets and everything and we planned it we're going Matt's like hmm angels are in town to play the twins why not get some tickets for that too because <laughs> then i realized well because i wasn't able because you had to get the you had to get the tickets then so we didn't not have them and then and then by the time like we were we were getting ready to leave my my by the time payroll came uh payday came around again i'm like well if there's tickets i can get those now right so because there's there's still tickets available so i looked and found some good good uh good seats for us yeah and it was fan appreciation night, so we got Minnesota Twins beanies. They're really well made, nice yeah, and warm. Nice. <coughs> Some probably nice just, beanies. Probably just right off the rack in the whatever. You never right, know. Right out of a box in their shop there. Could have been. They were super nice. And uh, I, I don't know why I always pick good games like that where you get free shit. I love it. Yeah, that was Or good. you picked a good game where they we gave got free away, shit. Somebody else there got a, who was the airline that was sponsoring? Delta? Delta? Yeah. Somebody, they gave him a freaking roll, rolling suitcase and they popped it open. There was all kinds of twins gear. Yeah. And then like a $500 voucher for air airfare. Yeah. And somebody else like, got like a 55 geez. inch TV. Yeah. Flat screen. Like, what the heck? like they were giving away a lot of shit. Yeah. The that lady night. was shocked too. And they're like, here, this is, it's fan appreciation. This is for you. Yeah. TV. And she's like, huh? What? Yeah. She's like, really? Dude, that was great. That was pretty cool. No, that was, and it was a good game too. Yeah. I mean, it, so, sadly, my my uh my best friend Matt's Angels didn't win, but no, uh, but but they won the night before and the day after. Yeah, so it was a three game because that's usually how it always is, isn't it? Like a three game. Yeah, a three game series. Three yep. game series. So we were there for game two, so they lost four to eight, and uh, there were a couple errors that were like, "Come on, guys!" You're yeah, they could have played a lot better. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, Friday they won four to two, and then they lost four to eight, and then. 10 to 3 they won okay so i looked that up so i could so they beat the hell out of them the last game yeah the first couldn't do shit the second game first game they barely squeaked away with two runs but then they 10 to 2 they won them they couldn't yeah they couldn't pull out the when we were there i'll tell you what though man uh you know sitting there uh, being a fan of sports and i've been a fan of baseball my whole life and I've been a fan of football and hockey. Not a huge fan of basketball, but I wouldn't mind going to see it live one time. Yeah, that'd be fun. See an NBA game. But uh, watching baseball and seeing it on TV from behind the pitcher thrown into home plate, you don't. I don't think people really have an appreciation for how hard them guys fucking throw being, the ball. Being only 12 rows up and just a few rows down from, yeah. from third base. Man. You can hear it and just to see him being that close and see the pitcher. Well, you can hear the pitcher go, Ugh! yeah, and you can hear it pop. When and you, it hits you hear the, glove. the pop when it hits the catcher's glove. Fuck, it's, like, it's great, man. There's wow. nothing like it. And then Angels had a bunch of left handed hitters. Yeah. So we could see. Yeah, you could see him. We could see him really well. We could watch him, even like uh, Shohei Otani. Shohei. Yeah. I got a good little close up picture of him. Yeah, that was pretty cool, man. That, it was neat to see him and Mike Trout play. I can't yeah. lie. I mean, those two were pretty good. I don't know many. I don't know many base. I don't follow it like that. Like I don't know a lot of baseball players other than the big name guys, like all stars. Excuse me, kind of tired. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't get much sleep last night. I was tossing and turning. Oh shoot! Tried to take a nap today, but I'm still just exhausted for some reason. 
<clears throat> um, but it was really neat to see uh, Mike Trout, how big. That's what me and my son kept saying. Like, he's a big fucking yeah. kid. Jesus Christ. And Shohei's, what, 6'6"? Six, six? I mean, he's a huge guy, too. Yeah, and I didn't realize he started as an outfielder, the fielder. Yeah. And then started pitching. Yeah. And then so he, he opened. He was their starting pitcher. On Friday and he night. started in the outfield. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're talking about just but, his career. Just his career, yeah. But now he's a now he's a pitcher. So he started, he was the starting pitcher for Friday. He didn't pitch Saturday, but he was a designated hitter. <laughs> and then and he's I, probably and one the, of the only pitchers in the league that is a DH. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck? Because like, he hits dude, good too. Yeah, this dude's a, he's a good person to have all around. And then I guess what what did uh, uh Ethan was saying? Sometimes he plays shortstop? I think so. Or third oh, first, or first base. base. First, first base, base, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, huh. Well, he's he so can, tall and lanky, he could reach out and stretch. He can for the play ball. first base. He can he can play the outfield, and he was he's a starting pitcher. Yeah, with but, ninety mile an hour fastballs. Yeah, and he can actually hit the ball. Yeah, and he's one of the best hitters he got in a the piece league. Of it. He got a piece of the ball. When oh yeah, there he, he hit it. I was like, oh, that's a good person to have. On it, it was. It, I mean, but I, I was going to say this: the Twins were hitting so good that night. They though. did. God dang, they had so many double base, you know, like multiple that, base hits. That and stuff. home run that we saw. Oh, that was so high. It went way. I upper hit the deck. upper deck, and it was down. It was it was damn near center field. Yeah, it was just just left. Well, that one that Mike Trout chased out and it bounced off the ground and went up yeah, on top yeah, of the, the mound back there yeah. in center field. Oh, they they were just hitting really well. It was really fun game yeah, to watch. Got some pop on that ball. Though. Oh that, my that god! Run just way up. The only thing that shocked me about the whole baseball game is when we first got in there and I bought two waters and a drink oh, for Matt. Holy shit. Fucking twenty eight bucks. I was like, yeah. What? Holy shit. They rob you in them places. Got man. a tall boy, I got a true was it truly? Yeah, the a, hard a tall boy truly hard seltzer and then me and Ethan got a water. Yeah. Twenty eight bucks. Well, I holy. mean the Vikings game wasn't that much very Fuck different. no, it wasn't the same I, thing just about. Oh, and then and then you got popcorn later. Yeah, that was another twenty seven, twenty eight bucks. At the and then the Vikings game, we both got a, we got a drink and a we burger got a, bundle, a burger, yeah. burger and fries and a drink. And that was another twenty eight bucks. Yeah, Jesus Christ! But you know, we had that concession right down in our area where we were sitting for the baseball game, and uh, yeah, I went, I went at the seventh inning stretch just before that to go take a pee. Yeah, it's pretty empty, man. It was pretty nice. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um. But I was able to get, you know, I mean, well, two popcorns and a thing of fries was like 20 bucks. Like, Jesus Christ. And the fries were delicious and the popcorn was good too. No, but the popcorn was good. I would have kept the bag if it didn't rain on it. Oh, then yeah. I'm like, shoot, the price of that popcorn, I need to keep that bag. You might as well. Keep something in it later. Yeah. 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 Or, or just fold it up and stick it in a scrapbook. You got it in a yard sale. Hey. Say five bucks. Why is it five bucks for this bag? This Dude, was, you have no idea what yeah. we paid for. Yeah, this was at the Twins game. Fuck yeah. So, but I saved my cup. Oh, yeah, I got mine too. Got my souvenir cup from, uh, so at the Vikings game, we both got the hamburger combos, fries fries, and, and a burger, cheeseburger, and then a, a, I don't even know how many, I don't even know what size it was, 32-ounce 32, 32 drink, something? Maybe. Not like big, big, but not small, but it was in a Vikings, little plastic. Yep. Plastic. A little uh, souvenir cup. Souvenir cup. That's where they're making a ton of money. Oh, yeah, souvenir it's, shit. Yeah, and the soda's dirt cheap. Yep. No. <clears throat> so yeah, that that Friday night game or that Saturday night game we went to was it, it was expensive, but well worth it. Yeah, it was, was freaking awesome. It was so fun. Such a good game. Uh, well, when we first sat down, 
we sat in the area above the box seats yeah. at row 16. I was like, wait a minute. Or row 12 and uh, seats uh, 9, 10, 11. And then I'm sitting there. I asked Matt. I said, weren't we supposed to be 12 rows off the field? Like, what the shit? I'm like, oh. And then we asked the guy next to him. He's like, no, this is uh, section 14. Like, oh, well, fuck. Sweet. And we walked down and asked the guy there. He said, what section is this? He said, 16. I said, okay, yeah, no, we got better seats yeah, now. Yeah, showed him, showed, him showed him our tickets. And we're like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to be here. So yeah. Right over, right over there. Because the seats we were sitting in were hard bottom seats. And then the seats we went to had the big yeah, cushions they on cushions. them. They were a lot more comfortable, like, man. Wow. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Well, that was that was great. That was so much fun. Thank you for the tickets, man. That was a great experience that I know that I'll never forget. And I'm sure my son will never forget it. He got to spend that time with with my best friend and my son at a pretty good game too we should have brought your glove though yeah probably should have i had it in the car i forgot to dig mine out because if we would have stood up and had a glove had a probably would have thrown a a ball to us yeah Yeah. because he threw it right next in the section right next to us and he was throwing them there i kept thinking about i kept thinking about that though because all the jackasses that were drinking sitting around us if they would have jumped up tried to take it from me maybe would have been a fight i'd have punched him maybe if you had a glove and you could have got yeah, I reached out and catch it. Just box them out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Get those elbows in. <clears throat> no, what was your best part of the baseball game? What was your favorite thing about going to the baseball game that night? Um, I guess the whole, really the whole thing. I love being able to just kind of watch and just chill and, and just hang out and see everything that's going on and be close enough to see them. And, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, so, with, I'm with you on that, man. That it was, was fun uh, seeing a California team out there, too. Yeah, being from I'm California. sure. So it was nice. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. What happened? Someone's TV on? Sounds like it's on pretty loud. Yeah, it's coming through. I can hear some music, like some background. But anyway, no, I agree with you, man. That whole thing, that whole experience was, uh, that whole experience was a lot of fun. Yeah, being uh, there nice and close and watching. Like I was taking pictures of the pitchers, seeing their differences and and the batting, being able to be that close and see it and hear it. And just just hang out at the game. Oh yeah, I mean, it's fun. It just you know you, you don't you know I don't know. Baseball games are just a different experience because you're not standing there talking, you're not standing there uh, getting hyped up and stuff. You know, you just you're sitting there watching these professional athletes. Yeah, the difference in the energy was it's, between that and the Vikings game. Huge, Jesus, because everybody's everybody's chill, everybody's hanging out. And, yeah, I mean the pace of the game, and everything's quiet. Yeah, and, you get some cheers for the. For, for the home run and the yep. two runs everybody was cheering for those that we saw and then just the there wasn't wasn't anything too crazy wasn't it nobody like was stealing home or I anything think, i think my favorite part is when the relief pictures came out and they did that whole theatrical yeah thing. That, that was pretty cool so the really twins neat. when uh whenever they switched up a picture they had a they had a little door out in center field and they flashed his name and did some fireworks stuff lights yeah, and, turn the uh, lights down and yeah. show the big screen shit. Yeah, so it put his name up. Played there. his music, his entrance music. Yeah, he had entrance music and announced his name, and they came running out from center field and oh man, up to the mound. It was pretty cool. That pumped me up a little yeah, bit to see cool. that part. That was pretty cool, man. So, <clears throat> yeah, listen, if you ever get a chance to go to a Twins night game, go to yeah, a Twins it, night game. It was fun at night because it was nice and cool, and and, and they get to do the light show the, for the pictures. You don't have to you know? worry about the sun. Yeah, down. and it was uh, a very, very comfortable, even though, I mean, it drizzled pretty good till about the fifth inning, and then it just stopped, and then it just turned into a beautiful night. It was maybe 65, and not windy, 
and it was just it was just a perfect night. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was, it was a good a night fun. for a baseball game, man. I had so much fun there. And I know Ethan had a lot of fun there too because we talked about it uh, the next day after we got back and stuff. And he's like, yeah, no, it was a blast, man. I had a great weekend. I said, that's good to hear, man. Yeah. That's what it was all about. That's I wanted him to experience it and then me and Matt get to go along with him for it and experience it for ourselves. Yeah. Too, but it would have been, it would have been cool to get him a ball. That would have been pretty cool. Because uh, both, I, I don't know, I guess both sides were doing it pretty good. The third base, I yeah. know the Angels, the Angels third baseman was throwing him out there a lot. Oh, yeah. He was trying like, to spread it out, too. Yeah, he was throwing a bunch of them out there. Yep. So, and then uh, whoever was playing for, for the Twins on third base was doing doing quite a bit of them. Yeah, but he was just throwing like, it seemed like he was just throwing them right up over the dugout. Yeah. Guy from the Angels was <clears> throwing them all over the place. Yeah, he was he was looking. It looked like he had a strategy to it. I should have gotten Ethan a Shohei Otani jersey or something. I bet he would have thrown him a ball then. Maybe. Yeah, you never know. Maybe. But Ethan's not the one that, like, I was the one that kept standing up, like, here, throw me a ball. And yeah. Ethan towards, just sat there. He like, started to towards the end. I think if I would have had a glove, I would have. Yeah. I would have been, like, holding up my hat because I wore an Angels. I bought an Angels hat specifically for that. And that's a pretty sweet hat. It's a nice. It's Camo a with the with red. The, it's a trucker hat, snapback. So it's got the mesh on the back. Yep. And then it's uh, got Str- the red angel. And it's the flat camo. bill. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's a pretty nice hat. Hold that up to show them. You got some Angels fans here. Right, right. Well, but no, I, I definitely recommend a Twins game. I mean, I've been to, I've been to three major league fields. Well, four if you count the old Tiger Stadium. Uh, I've been to that one. I've been to Comerica. I've been to Kaminsky Park in Chicago, and I've been to Target Field three times now. <clears throat> I think I've been to Target Field more than I've been to any other yeah. baseball field. Um, definitely a great experience. The it's people fun. there are super nice. Yeah. They're, they're very friendly. Everyone's there to watch a baseball game. Nobody's an asshole. Um, you'll get your few pe- few people that drink too much, and they're just there to party and drink. You get them people everywhere. Yeah, down down where we were at those field the field box. Yeah, there wasn't too much of that because the people actually wanted to see. Yeah, and see and hear what was going on. And, and the people that did drink all the time, they had a bar to go to right there in our yeah. section, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. But I do recommend a Twins game, especially a night game. That was the first night game I've ever been to. Or no, that was the second one. I think, but, uh, I think I've only been to two. I went to Padres and Cardinals game when I was a teenager. Right. And watched uh, Mark McGuire smash some home runs. Jesus, that would have been cool to see. <laughs> so we were down, <coughs> that one we were down the first baseline for that game. So, right. But we were still pretty close. That's cool, man. So, that would have been cool to see Mark McGuire. Yeah, it was pretty cool. My brother Josh has been to quite a few games. He's seen Sammy Sosa and Bat, oh. and uh, so I do recommend a Twins game. Yeah, no matter what. baseball I remember, game. If you want, if you want, just kind of a medium pace, just just pretty relaxed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live sporting event to go to. Uh, baseball is definitely the way to go. My dad, when we were kids, took us over to the old Tiger Stadium, uh, Cecil Fielder and Alan Trammell and Lou Whitaker. And gosh, watched them guys play. Then that was. That was a great experience because them guys, you know, I don't even know if they're Hall of Famers yet or not, but they were amazing baseball players. Yeah. And it was fun to watch because it was a smaller park and it was more intimate back in the day. And yeah. now they're, the, the, these parks are just giant and extravagant. And it's, <clears throat> it's more of a theatrical play than it is intimate with the baseball player, you know. Yeah, Target Field wasn't too big, but not, <clears throat> seemed, wasn't too big, but not too small. Seemed pretty good right in the middle. Right. No, it was it was a it, it was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. I really yeah, enjoyed the, it. The yeah. outfield was shorter than I thought it was going to be, but 
looking at the sign though, it said it was like four hundred eleven to center three, field. Three eleven yeah. or four eleven. I think it was four eleven to center field. Center field, so three twenty five down the line yeah. or something. Yeah, like four hundred eleven. It's crazy that from left field and then it curves out. It goes from yeah. like three sixty to four eleven. Yeah, center field curve. and then back over to like yeah. three seventy something. So even <clears throat> even twelve rows up, it's still it looked you, it was still kind of an illusion. You look at it, it seemed a little bit smaller, right? But then you'd see the numbers and it's like, oh, it's four hundred eleven feet from from the yeah, home plate. That's like, quite it's a still distance. Pretty big. Yeah, that's somebody, quite a distance. I mean, what is that? That's, smashed a home run out there. That's a hundred yards. I mean, it's a football field. The whole football field. Yeah, I don't know what the feet is from goal line to goal line. Well, it's three feet for a yard. Okay. So 300 feet is a football field. Okay. It's from, from goal line to goal line. Yeah. So it was it was a football field in a third. Yeah. It was one in a third football field. It's crazy. So after the game, where did we eat? We walked. You said okay, we so, ate somewhere, and I said I forgot to put that <clears> in my notes. Yeah, so we walked we through ate. the city a little bit. We walked by this kind of, <laughs> listen, I, I don't care how you live your life. I I have no care in this world how you live your life. I think it's funny. Um, I have nothing against uh, the LGBTQ people. I have nothing against gay people. I'm not homophobic. I do not care how you live your life. I find it funny how some of them dress and act. Yeah. Because not, they're way too flamboyant about it. I'm not against any of them either, either, but I've never walked by, right. by the... the the outside seating section of a gay bar. Yeah. And I mean, there was dudes wearing fishnet, leather, lace, freaking pants and chaps and thongs. Yeah. That one dude had his ass cheeks hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was kind of, I mean, it, it's awkward to see for me yeah. because you don't see it a lot. Cause yeah, we're not, you like, know, we've never, we're not like in, we're, it's not like we grew up in San Francisco or whatever, yeah. somewhere where there's a lot. The, yeah. That community i think that's see them all the time i think that's the first gay bar i've ever really walked by that's the first like one i've ever walked by um and it was definitely you see them and it was like oh that's a gay bar yeah <laughs> it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like i think like you could wander in there by mistake i think that's a gay bar it was like oh that's what oh yeah dude is. when but we got past the outside eating part i seen them two guys get out of that taxi and running up holding hands like yeah. like they were running through dandelions i'm like yeah no okay <laughs> I was like, and you know what? I don't care. Live your life. I mean, if I don't say nothing to them, they don't say nothing to me, and we're not going to get in a fight or nothing. I would, if they would have said something to me, I probably would have con- conversed with them. I mean, they're yeah. still people. Yeah, like, I don't people. mind talking to people. I'm a social person. I don't care. That's when it's pushed on me is when I have a problem with. They them. didn't really. I think they only noticed because it was the people walking by. Yeah, it wasn't like, and it was only three of us. We were th- yeah. the three of us were walking by there by ourselves at that yeah. point. And I guess to the, I guess to feather and their cap credit to them. We walked by that point, but nobody was like oogling or anything. We didn't. Yeah, get, yeah, yeah. We didn't get any catcalls or anybody leaning over and let, trying trying to talk to us. And not that we were trying we were, to either, because I probably yeah. could have gotten a few of them. You know, like, <laughs> if I would have flaunted my shit a little. But bit. But I mean, they yeah. were they were people, and we were just people. That's it. Well, it we were both down in Minneapolis, by. downtown Minneapolis. They just all looked, together at one point. Yeah, and they were a bunch. They were like a bunch of them were drinking and hanging out, and yeah. None of nobody was stupid or disrespectful. Have fun, live your life, man. Nothing wrong with that. But so after we got past there, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> we caught up with another group that um we didn't know. We just walked with them. <clears throat> there was people everywhere. Listen, when you're in a big city like that, especially after something like the George George Floyd incident that happened a couple years ago in a town like Minneapolis where they want to defund the police and stuff, you're always better to be in a pack. Always. Yeah. And I know that me, Ethan, and Matt 
can take care of ourselves if we have to, but be in a pack if you can. Yeah, it's that. Uh, it's just safety in numbers. What is it? It's like uh, from <clears throat> Pearl Harbor that Josh Harnett, Harnett Hart, whatever, from Pearl, Har- Pearl Harbor. Yeah, Josh Harnett. Yeah. Uh, there's a line that he said that, uh, if trouble wants me, I'm ready, but why go looking for it? Exactly. And, uh, you know, the, the, I, I, talk, I told a lot of people we're going to Minneapolis for this stuff. We were going to be there for the night game and at night and stuff. And they're like, well, don't walk around too much. But people yeah. in northwest North Dakota are so sheltered by small towns. I don't think they understand how easy it is to walk around in a town like that or yeah, a city. Yeah, because so many people, it's just kind of like they're trying to get from point A to point B. And it's a lot of times it's just watch where you're walking, look look down and just go. Well, it's the same thing in Vegas. Listen, I went, I went to Vegas a few years ago and I was talking to Doc about it because he's from Vegas. And, you know, they tell you when you're on Fremont Street at night, don't walk around the buildings to get to your car. Stay on the Fremont and then walk to your car with groups oh, yeah. of people that are going that way because you'll get jumped and mugged outside and stuff. And he's like, that ain't true. He said, Fremont Street is a tourist attraction. It's a huge moneymaker for the city of Vegas. Yeah. If people start mugging people and beating them up outside the oh, Fremont yeah. Street, you know how much business they would yeah, lose? Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And, 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 you know, just using that as an example, go back to Minneapolis. I know they want to defund the police and do all this shit, but places like Target Field, the Target Center where the Timberwolves, or where the, uh, Timberwolves play, and uh, U.S. Bank Stadium where the Vikings play, them are giant attractions for the city. And yeah. you know how much money the they city try, makes they off that? They try and keep a, keep a close yeah. eye on what's going on. And Nobody's going to ruin that for the city. I mean, yeah. I don't care what's going on. There's, Nobody's going to ruin that for the city. Yeah, if there starts, if it starts <clears throat> happening like pockets of crime all over and people are going to avoid it, and then they're going to yeah. be like, oh, why, is there, why are our numbers down? But it only takes one person to fuck your night up, and that's why I believe traveling numbers is just yeah. safer. There's safety in numbers. That that saying is completely true. Um, so after we got up with this other couple, we walked over by our hotel, and instead of going in, we walked back because I talked to a guy up north. He's the mayor of Noonan, uh, North Dakota. His name's Doug Clemens. Shout out to Doug. Great, great dude, man. He's such a fun dude to talk to. Every time I show up, he comes out and helps me carry the packages into his garage. and He, he lets a lot of Canadians. After Jerome Brorby passed away up there, um, he started letting a few Canadian people order stuff to his garage. So he's oh, been okay. getting a lot of orders for Canadian people. And uh, he'll come out if he's home because he works for One Oak. <clears throat> and if he's home, he'll come out. He'll open his garage door and come out and help me grab some packages, bring them into his garage and stuff. But he was telling me places to eat down there because I didn't know. I don't know nothing about downtown Minneapolis other than uh, O'Donovan's, which is the Irish pub across from the First Ave Bar. Yeah, that was only a couple blocks. Yeah, it's right across from the Target yeah. Center. Yeah, no, it's right there. Um. Which is a fantastic place to eat if you've ever been there. O'Donovan's right down on the corner by First Ave Bar and uh, right across from the Target Center. Fantastic food. It's all Irish. And uh, so <clears throat> I didn't know of any places to eat. And he told me about a place called Hell's Kitchen. But they're only open till like so late. Oh. And, and you know, it's down. It's not affiliated with Gordon Ramsay at all. It's just called Hell's Kitchen because it's in the basement of a building. So it's like a dungeon. So they call it Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Which it would have been great. I looked at their menu. They had some fucking cool shit on their menu. So right on the backside of our hotel, the Doubletree, was the Brit Pub, which he had told me about. And he said, it's a really good place to eat and hang out. I was like, cool. You know, that's where I want to go. And Matt and Ethan both agreed with me once we found out it was connected to the hotel. We're like, yeah, no, we'll go there. Yeah, we drove past for the parking. Yeah. And it was right there. So 
we walked past her hotel and walked over to the Brit pub and we walked in the front door and I asked the guy standing there, I said, is he allowed to be in here? He's only 17. He says, is he going to drink? I was like, no. He says, what do we care yeah. then? He's like, I'll see why not. <laughs> yeah, he's like, come on in. Yeah. So they took us upstairs to a seat up there by the, by the, uh, uh, grass bowling place yeah, right up by there. The outside. Yeah. Outside seating and yeah. Lawn bowling or whatever. Yeah. Called. Lawn bowling. Yeah. That's what it is. So they sat us down up there and that's when, uh, Ethan really surprised me and went with the fish and chips, man. Yeah. I was like, which, and then I had the bangers and mash, man. Oh, I love some bangers and mash. It's so good. Such good fucking food. It's just sausage, mashed potatoes, smothered in gravy. With some sauteed and some onions peas. and peas. Yeah. It was so good, man. I can't even tell you how good that was. The, this is probably, this is probably one of the best fish and chips I've had. Yeah. Just about everywhere. What was yeah. it? IPA battered, wasn't it? I think so. Some kind of yeah. batter, some kind of beer batter. And the fries were beer battered. Yeah, yeah, they fries. tasted like the uh, Pita Palace yeah, in Tom Williston there. Yeah, beer batter on them, and it was just, had just the right amount of, like, like, it just soaked up just the right amount of oil and fat. Yeah, it wasn't like Long John Silver's where it was just no, over-breaded. Yeah, yeah or, or super greasy. Right, right, right. Yeah, just, amount, just the right amount of grease, yep. just the right amount of flake. And they were big pieces of fish. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you had two of them with your I had fries. Two of them, yeah. Ethan only had one with his fries, and he ate all but one bite of fish, and I took that last bite of fish. I was like, God That's damn. so good. And the, the house-made tartar sauce was great. Yeah. Not too much dill, not too much with the, with the season. It was just, it, was, it right. was really good. And it was such a great atmosphere. Yeah, it was fun. Like that place, and then I had the uh, gin, the, the Brit ginger. Yeah. It's yeah, the, it's Jameson their, with ginger ale or ginger. ginger beer stuff. Ginger is just a kind of yeah. a harder, like a harder flavor ginger ale. Oh, so fucking yeah. good. And you had a Jameson and Coke. I had a Jameson you? and Coke. I should have got what you got. Oh, man, it was I, so good. I tried yours, and I was like, oh, wow. Had a really sweet taste to it. Yeah, that was so good. Whatever, man. whatever their ginger ale is takes takes the the bite off. It just took the edge right off the Jameson. Off. I'm pretty sure it was a double. I mean, yeah, they didn't even ask. They just brought them out in the tall, the yeah. Coors cooler glasses. I, I forgot which. I forgot what they're called. I don't remember what they're called. I used to know what all of those. Glasses nice, are glass, called. nice glass, nice glass, glass. Though it was glass. Yeah. yeah, and yours, yours had the name of the of the drink on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Brit, the Brit ginger or whatever the the britain or the the ginger brit or yeah. the brit ginger i've got a oh, picture yeah. of it somewhere i could look but you got yeah. the glass at home you can just look at it <clears throat> yeah yeah because i asked the lady i said can i keep this glass she goes i didn't see nothing yeah she's like I'm, i didn't see nothing walked away yeah so we fuck i dumped the ice out of it and we threw it in matt's camera bag yeah. and took it back to the hotel man she was like, nice she was oh cool. she was really cool and she was on the spot too man she took yeah. our order quick yeah and uh the food i mean we were there for about 45 minutes, and the, in that time, we were sat, menued, ordered, food, yep. ate, done, paid, 45 minutes. It was, was amazing. She was nice and friendly. She was got our stuff. And nothing, we didn't get anything. Nothing was ordered uh, yep. wrong, and there was no corrections needed. And it was, nope. It was good. The atmosphere was just amazing, too. Yeah, like, it was fun. I, I love there that was, old old world type of field pool, tab pool tables right next right yep. next to us it almost seemed like you're in like i mean like an like, english pub yeah it's, it looked like it was dim lit like i, I could have swore i could if, if somebody was walked walked around the corner smoking a cigar with a whiskey in his hand out it would have been par for the course basically. right right right, right. Seem like, yeah that sounds about right and what i loved about it too you know you get you get into downtown you get into a city like that and you go to a place that's well known like the brit pub in the city you have such an eclectic group of culture. Yeah. There, there's uh, black people, there's gay people, there's white people, there's 
couples, there's singles, there's big, fat, tall, small. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And everyone's just okay because it's one of them environments where you just get along, you know, because you're there to have fun and, yeah. and, and it was experience getting, it. And it was getting a little bit later. And when we left, what, what six people came in while we were trying to Yeah, leave? when we were trying to leave, more group? people were coming yeah. in. Yeah, just kept coming. And it was already, what, 10, 30, 11 o'clock I almost? Think so. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a it's open till 1 a.m. I mean, and when we looked on their website and looked at their menu and stuff, I mean, and, and the prices weren't really that bad. They weren't too bad. It was like 30 bucks for my double, my fish and chip, fish and chip, fish yeah. and chips with the two, because it would have been, it would have been like $16 with a single yeah. piece, but like she said, they were about the size of the, the, they were about the size of her hand and her hands didn't look that big. <laughs> I'm like, you're like, what are you, Andre the Giant? Come on. <laughs> like, that's a like, huge piece of fish. Like, I might as well get two. Yeah. I'm kind of a fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't eaten much all day. I'll be right. I'll yeah. Well, things. we hadn't eaten much at all. Yeah. Yeah. Other than we stopped at, where did we stop at on the way over? Uh, didn't we go to Burger King in Jamestown? Yeah. I think so. Yep. Because I had a couple of junior Whoppers and got Ethan some chicken fries. Yeah. And then you guys had popcorn at the game. I had them fries at the game and then that we was, went to the Brit pub. It. Yeah. Uh, amazing yeah. food, amazing atmosphere. I recommend it. Uh, shout out to the Brit pub. Uh, yeah. Seems, I think my, you know, I will go back there if I ever go back oh, to Minneapolis. Yeah. That is my, that's my new spot. That or O'Donovan's, yeah. either or. I love old world food. Uh, Irish, English, Scottish, whatever. I love their food. Uh, the Brit pub was, it, it actually, it really impressed me. I, I very much enjoyed it and I recommend it to anybody that wants to try it. I think, uh, I think my bill was $42 though. I think I left a 20% tip and my bill was like yeah. 68 for I, me and yeah. Ethan together. Because I think my drink was like 12 bucks. Yeah. 12 or 13 I bucks. Yeah. She didn't charge me for the glass, which I thought was pretty nice of her. And they didn't, they, I, I love that they didn't ask, do you want it a, a short, short or tall? And do you want a single or double? They just brought us a tall double. Yeah. They're just, just like, like, what do you want? All right, cool. Yeah. yeah. And then just bring it out. Yep. Like, surprise me. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, they just brought them in taller, a little bit taller glasses. And like, yeah, yeah, that was good. So, <clears throat> so we went to the Burt Pub, got something to eat. I recommend it. Yeah, uh, this is good. The Twins game was amazing. That whole Saturday night was freaking awesome. And then we slept in that freaking sweet room that you got us. God, it was so nice. Two, two queen beds. And right? a pull-out sofa. And a, yeah. and a sofa. So you walk in the door and there's like a little living room kind of area with the couch and, the, and a table, yep. coffee table, and or an ottoman. It was an ottoman. It was a big ottoman. And then yep. a TV and a dresser thing. Yep. And then- you walk a little, and then you go into the bat. There's the bathroom area yep. where there's the closet, and then on the other side is the bathroom. And then you walk in like the next open area, which is the two two queen beds and with the, their own TV. Yeah, yeah. their own TV. I was like, man, this is pretty yeah. sweet. Had a microwave, uh, fridge, yeah, a little fridge. Uh, coffee maker with some uh, with some. Uh, oh, uh, you tried that it? puck? Yeah, Wolfgang What's his puck. Name? Wolfgang puck Wolfgang coffee. Puck coffee. So, so good. No, it was a it was a really nice hotel room for the price. I mean, I think I paid about two fifty for it. But when you Ooh. when you when you break it down, it's a weekend in yeah. the city of Minneapolis. You had a you had the twins going on and the Lions Vikings game. You two fifty is not a bad price for a suite like that. It was nice. in a downtown city like that. It was nice. It was a pretty nice place. Elevator was a little tricky. A little. It felt like it was ghosting us at some floors. Yeah, <laughs> you had to scan your key card. And yeah. Then- push the number you wanted to go to and sometimes it didn't want to go to that number it'd go to the other number so yeah so that was kind of it, it was uh it was okay though i really enjoyed that hotel it like i you can't you can't put a price on experience yeah 
and really uh the amount of money we paid and getting to stay at a hotel downtown minneapolis and getting to go see a couple games and stuff for what we paid for the full trip fantastic experience i'd do it again i don't care if it was the same price i would do it again it yeah. was it was such a good experience and something that we'll never forget yeah that was fun and that was the first trip we had ever taken together and you yeah. know i mean we'd never been away from our wives just ourselves with my son and just take a trip and it was it was much needed and uh much enjoyed man it was a lot of super fun, fun. so <clears throat> we get up sunday morning which was the when we first decided to go to minneapolis this was my only reason for going to minneapolis man cuz i grew up in uh muskegon michigan which is two and a half three hours from detroit on the other side of the state but i have been the Honolulu Blue and Silver Detroit Lions fan my whole life. <laughs> I have loved them my whole life. I support them. I buy all their, I mean, I, I got, Matt knows, I've got all their salute to service jer- or hats and jerseys and uh, hoodies. Lions are my team. I They've love got, the Lions. Uh, I think you already have the, the beanie. You've got that beanie with the, it's the blue with the little pom-pom on top. Yep. You have yep. that beanie, right? Yeah. Yep. They have those out at Genesis, the little oh, yeah? local clothing store. They got yeah, all their. Yeah, yeah. NFL stuff out now. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to swing the in there and check it they out. Ha- they have it. They've got a. They've got a, like like the hat you're wearing. It's a lion's hat with the folded. I can't. I can't wear those hats though. They just make my face <laughs> with the bed bill funny. Yeah. Uh, and they have one of those, and then they have the the beanie. I might have to go in there and check them out because yeah. I love supporting my lions, man. They've got them out now. So, Ethan wanted to get autographs like that was his whole mission and he wanted to get there early he wanted to get there early and get get down down to the the field field. and try to get autographs and we had forgot to get a sharpie pen so i went up to the lady at the hotel there shout out at the front desk yeah front desk double tree i don't know what her name was but thank you very much you made my son's day on sunday it was amazing um he was able she's i asked her i said do you have a sharpie i could have and she looked in a couple cups she's like yeah here you go because yeah. Matt's like, I know there's one here. Somebody wrote on this paper with it. Yeah, I'm like, someone's using one because on the yeah. stuff back there. <laughs> so she found it and handed it to me, and I was like, thank you. You have no idea how much this my young my son's going to appreciate this. So we get up early. We are looking for something to eat, and um, Ethan, Ethan's very he's a picky eater, but he's also a light eater. He usually only eats maybe something small for breakfast, and then he don't eat again till dinner. Like yeah. He don't eat a lot and he's a growing boy and he's getting, he's, he's a big kid, but he don't eat a lot anyway. So I didn't think you'd be hungry in the morning. So <clears throat> we were going to drive around the city and look for a place to eat. And we're like, well, well, we'll just park here and see what they got at the tailgating. Cause there was already 15,000 people, massive crowd just outside the stadium two hours waiting for before- the game. Two hours before the game started. They had so many beer trucks and so many food trucks and so many, uh, well, they had one live concert going on with a group of people that play there, I guess. And Yeah, that was kind of cool. There was live music yeah. and they were playing uh, playing yeah. cover. They were a cover band. What was that song that they played? They were playing songs and they, oh, they played Oh, I don't remember. They, played it, they dedicated they it to like, the Lions yeah, fans. We yeah, li- we got a song for the Lions fans. I don't remember what song that was. That was really cool, though. It was fun, man. Uh, was that Lizzo? Was it the Lizzo song? what song is that that what well, the artist lizzo i'm not sure the, the rapper the, what could, could have been her 
I don't remember I what it was song her, it was. They switched singers, and that other lady came up and was singing. What? Uh, how did the song go? Do you remember oh, how the song I went? I don't remember which song it was. Because if you knew how it went, I bet we could guess the title. But I can't. I can't think of it. But anyway, um, it was very, uh, very cool to see all that. We were standing there looking around, and see, my thing is, I had never been to an NFL game before, and Matt's been to one years ago. Yeah, when I was a teenager. Chargers and somebody. I don't even remember who they played. And uh, Ethan's never been to one, and this was our first football experience together. That's cool. And uh, I've been a Lions fan my whole life, and it was very cool to get to see him play in Minneapolis. But I wanted to experience everything. I wanted to experience the fans before the game and the electricity of everybody there and see the tailgating and all that, you know. So we walked around for a little bit there. You can't smoke in the stadium, so of course I stay out till as long as I can. So yeah. I have, don't have to sit for five hours without a cigarette because I'm kind there. of a loser. Like three minutes before the stadium opened. He was I'm just puffing them away, man. <laughs> I, I put in as many cigarettes as I could to fill up on nicotine. But when we left the hotel... I had already paid for a parking spot in the parking garage below the stadium, which was which was a good idea. Yeah, it was like fifty three bucks, but it was worth. If you it. ever go, it's worth it. Yep, you're not waiting for a tram. You're not waiting for the train to take you back to another parking oh, wow. garage or nothing. It was, it it was. I mean, we got in and then we got right out. Yeah, and it was it was a not not it was not hard to get out of the city. It was kind of congested, but not bad. And you just follow the signs, took you right to ninety four, get back on ninety four, and you're heading right out of the city. Yeah, besides the pedestrian yep. traffic, it wasn't bad. Yeah. yeah, there was there was one small section of a couple blocks where there was some road construction, but yep. other than that, it was pretty smooth getting out. No, I, 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 it was one of the best decisions I have ever made. I think was buying a ticket under the stadium there to park. Yeah, that park. I mean, it really helped. Smart. And we drove by it the first time because we were looking for the address, didn't know where it was. Yeah, I'm like, fuck, then, there it is. As we're going by, yeah, it. right oh, as shit. we're going by, I got Matt looking around. He's like. It's right there. I was like, fuck, we're past it. <laughs> yeah. So we had to go around like seven blocks and yeah, come it was back. Way, way around. But like, oh. driving around like that, man, you see all the other fans walking around the city yeah. just waiting for the game to start. Yep. And you see the bars are already full and yeah, people crazy. are already tailgating all this place. We come back around and got down to the parking garage. And, it took a long time, too, because there's a bunch of one way streets in Minneapolis. And what really surprised me is how many Lions fans were down there. There was a lot. There was a yeah. lot of Lions yeah. fans there. And then I don't have a team. I'm I'm not really, I mean I guess, LA won the Super Bowl last year, so I guess you could say I'm I could be a Rams fan, but no, I know, <clears throat> no, 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 fuck that! You <laughs> can't be a bandwagon jumper. You're my best in, friend. I'm I took you LA. to a Lions game. You're a fucking Lions so, fan now. So I I, I he, he had an extra he had an extra jersey or a, a t-shirt with uh, uh with the Hutchinson Aiden Hutchinson name on it name and number. So that was extra large and that fit perfect. Yep, really well. So I threw that on, and he had an extra hat, hat yep. that I got him for Christmas two years ago. Uh, birthday. Birthday. Birthday two years yeah. ago, yep. And uh, I, I told him, I know, I know you're not a fan of Straight Bill, but it's, I mean, it was the only one that I could find yeah, yeah, in yeah, town. Yeah. It was the only one. It was the only one they had on the wall at the at the freaking lids. But still, I mean, I, I, I cherish shit like that, dude. But, Just so a I, gift that somebody thinks of me to buy, I cherish it, man. I wore, I wore that. I'm not a, I don't have a team, but I, I threw on some blue and silver for him. Yep, yep. Some support. So if you look up my name, Jacob Martin Dick, and you go on Facebook or something and look me up, you'll see pictures of us at the stadiums and stuff. And I know Matt's got a few pictures. We might post them on Instagram yeah, for this uh, for this podcast. Our Instagram is what? Opinions and buttholes. And then All we ha- lowercase, one word, opinions yeah. and buttholes. And we also have an email. Same thing, opinions and buttholes at gmail.com. 
hit us up yep well check us out on instagram check out the pictures man if, you know we had such a blast it was so much fun um so we went really in depth on the twins game so now i'm really excited to go really in depth oh, on the geez. lions vikings so game. the atmosphere is a hundred percent 500 percent different so much different it is insane there how crazy football fans hype. are it was awesome the energy in that stadium i think it hit 117 decibels in there i think so jesus christ my, i think so my ears were ringing all the way home yeah it like, took my ears a while to recover. yeah i just didn't recover right away it was so fucking loud in that place and <laughs> we were sitting up at the top yeah so so this one was different because we were in the the very very top we were in the, the highest section you could yeah. sit in and then we were more than halfway up and they weren't even bad seats no they weren't it was kind of cool. freaking awesome it was to see the cool whole field from up there yeah but the crowd is just electrifying in that place yeah. man they get loud and they get crazy oh it my was, gosh it was pretty awesome you know what i what, what like in a four-year span i want to have enough money to where I can go to every NFL stadium and watch a game just to experience it in oh, all shoot, that'd be their nice. stadiums. How many stadiums? Well, there's it? 32 teams. Well, a couple of those, but like, uh, like um, LA's got two teams that play in the same stadium. So there'd be 31 stadiums. So the Rams and... I think the only ones that share one, Rams uh, and Chargers. Chargers moved from San Diego. Yep, share the SoFi. So two, they play in the same stadium, and I don't know if anybody else shares. I don't think anyone else shares stadiums. That's not that many. So it's really not. Would you say 30? 31 30 or 31 stadiums because if there's 32 32 teams and two that we know of so that's 31 and you've already you've already been to uh, two two of them yep so the vikings so the uh u.s bank stadium in minneapolis and what's the and one? i I've, I've never watched a football game or an nfl game at ford field in oh, detroit okay. but i've been gotta, to ford field so you've only got one they Gotta, okay, well, yeah, we got to experience a football. It's got to be football. Got to ex- well, it was it was high school football, but Detroit home game. <laughs> it was the state cha- state championships for Michigan. Oh, that's pretty sweet. At though. Ford Field, so we would get in there and wa- be able to watch like four or five games for all the divisions and classes, and then yeah. go the next day and watch the other four or five divisions or classes. Well, we gotta get a we gotta get a Lions game in there. I yes, I gotta go to a home Lions game. I, I told think, Ethan, I said, if we lived back in Michigan, I'd probably buy season tickets and we just go over there every Sunday. I think I'd be worried about catching an Angels, uh, uh, Eagles game, though. Uh, in Philly, Philly. I think that Eagles. would be. Well, see, I got a good friend that I was in the service with that lives in Philly. He's a parks ranger. He actually I mean, works at wanna, the Liberty Bell. If you want to worry about walking around a town. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. No, don't yeah, walk yeah. around Philadelphia. Yeah. Night. You might want to be careful. Um. But he is a huge Eagles fan, and uh, you know I'm sure that he would be happy to go with me to an Eagles Lions game in Philly. Yeah, and me and him hang out. No one's gonna fuck with us. He's Philly born and raised. He knows what's up in Philly, man. He's a good dude. Yeah, he actually yeah. he actually works at the Liberty Bell. Like he, oh, that's cool. He uh, talks about the Liberty Bell and shows people around there and stuff. Like he's been a park ranger since he retired from the service. He's a heck of a dude, man. He's just little. Little, little liberal, but you know, well, you wow. can't. Not, not everyone can be perfect. <laughs> so I'll let it slide. I still love the man. I don't care what his political views are, man. He's, he's always been, just one of the coolest people I've ever been around. He was actually in my first wedding. He stood up with me in my first wedding, and well, see how that turned out. Maybe he is bad luck. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, no, he's been one of my best friends for years. 
that I served with, and uh, I still talk to him. We still text each other on our birthdays. My birthday's August 6th. His is August 7th, so we still text on our birthdays. Oh, wow. Happy birthday every year. He's one year older than me, so, you know, he's just, he's always been a good guy. We've always gotten along, and, you know, I, I got to get out to see him sometime because it's been a while. I haven't seen him in 20 years, you know, so it's about time I get out there to yeah. see him. Heck yeah. You know, I haven't seen him since 2002, so. Jeez. Yeah, the, he had just gotten divorced and he was getting ready to go to Korea and he stayed at, stayed at our house the last couple of nights. He was in Kentucky before he flew out to Korea. So, And then I guess in Iraq, he ended up getting a blood disease and uh, got hit by like, he did three tours over there, got hit by two IEDs. Like, he's been through some shit. Jeez. So he's medically retired now with the blood disease and stuff. Well, shout but, out to your boy. Thank you for your service. Yeah, well, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. He'll appreciate that. He's a he's a solid dude, man. He's just a funny guy too, man. Me and him have such a good time together. Like I said, I haven't seen him in twenty years, but still talk to him every year on our birthdays. Um, but so we got to go down to the field, and Jake got to play catch with a professional football. Player. Yeah, Jamal Williams, man. I was like a kid in a candy shop, dude. I was scared to put my hands up and try and catch the ball. I'm like, I'm gonna drop the ball. All right, I want to drop the ball. <laughs> Oh, man. That was so cool. And you know what? I was telling Ethan, I was like, dude, I'm 43 years old. This dude's 27 and I'm geeking <laughs> out, man. But yeah. he's a professional athlete. Yeah. He threw me a pass and I caught it and threw it back to him. And he didn't catch it. No, he caught that was one. It, oh, he didn't catch the one. The one that, yeah. It was the one he after. And I yelled at him. I was like, like, we no, can't no. fucking have that, Jamal. Nope. <laughs> you better start catching everything, you yeah. son of a bitch. And he, he dropped and gave us some push-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he when he dropped it missed the ball i think he did 10 or 15 yeah, push-ups yeah. for the drop ball <laughs> um i was really disappointed with aiden hutchinson though for some reason yeah he didn't even i don't know i don't know how i mean i'm sure everybody was loud enough he could hear he didn't even look up and give a wave so what happened yeah with that? i don't know i felt like I, I don't know i i i hope it's not that the money's getting to him because he's just a rookie but and <clears throat> I don't know. We were we were yelling. All we wanted to do was get him to look up. I had my phone set up. I was going to take a selfie yeah, when he looked up there. And I don't know. He didn't look up. But you know what? Whatever. It's my first NFL game. We go back again. You know. Hopefully, it would have been a completely different story after the game if they would have won. It would have yeah. been a lot different. Instead of hearing people say, "Oh, it sucks to be a Lions fan," they would have been like, "Well, you guys are really good this year." <laughs> That's what they would have said. No, there would have been. Well, the refs gave you guys that one. Yeah, maybe that's what they would have said. They, they, would, they, they know better than that. There's, there's always a way to complain. What, the first half, Detroit had five penalties for 50-some yards, and yeah, Minnesota was, was zero for zero? That was Fuck that. that. I was had, so mad at that game. They only had two penalties called on him for a total of 10 yards. Right. That, yeah, uh, it was ridiculous. But that's usually how the Lions and Vikings go. It's usually always a close game. It comes down to the wire and... Vikings usually win because Detroit cannot hang on to a lead. They couldn't put but points on the on the board early. Without all them pass interference calls, it would have been 14 nothing at halftime. But well, Min- Minnesota only stayed in the game because of penalties. It would have been 18, wouldn't it? What do you mean? Not 14 nothing. They missed the field goal. <laughs> oh, 17. Yeah. It would have been 17 nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the first possession of the game yeah they they missed that field goal wide and hit then the pole. Uh, or it hit the post hit the yeah center of the post and then vikings get the ball back and drive down the field and, and kick one wide and the lady that was sitting in front of us and when he hit the pole she turns around she's like oh there's some bad luck or whatever and 
And then they missed theirs wide, and I leaned down to her, and I said, well, at least we fucking hit it. <laughs> yeah. And she started laughing. Yeah, we had some diehard Vikings fans in front of us. Uh, good, three. good people, though. Yeah. Well, like, fun. they weren't straight assholes yeah, about it. Yeah, they were fun. Fun people. Very, very fun people to have around us. And like I said, I'm a very social person. I don't get, I don't get shut down and anxiety and shit about people sitting around me. I like to have fun. No, they weren't like, and, and they yeah. weren't like jumping up and going, ah, fuck you. And they were they were fun about it. Yeah, just, and they were just having a blast, just, just like we were. And they've probably yeah. been to a hundred games. Yeah, and they were like, still sitting up in the nosebleed with us. It seems like so. they've been to a bunch of. Them. Yeah, and like that older guy yeah. that walked up the bleachers wearing all of decked out and Viking stuff, and I'm like, he's been to quite a few yeah. games, and he's yeah, still sitting way up there here. Was a, there was a dude that had freaking like Viking armor on. He had the helmet yeah, on, yeah, he had yeah. the chest plate. The, them two guys in the front in the, the beginning when we were outside had the Viking suits on. Remember yeah. that? Oh yeah, like the actual suit suit. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was funny. No, it was so much fun. So it's like, uh, <clears throat> like we sat up in them seats almost the entire time, and the game was so much fun to watch. I mean, yeah, it was. Listen, I know the Lions suck, and mm-hmm. this year I have hope for them as a team. But the beautiful, and I've told I've told Matt this before, and I've told several people this when they give me shit about being a Lions fan. The beautiful thing about being a Lions fan is you can never be disappointed. <laughs> They've already disappointed us enough. They're the only team to go 0-17 in the NFL. Oh, really? Yeah, and that was only a few years ago. I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't even know. When they went that. to a 17-game season, they're the only team to go 0-17. They cannot hang on to a lead for nothing. They blow leads. They get you pumped up, then they let you down. I don't get disappointed by the Lions no more. It was still, it was a really good game. But it, it was, was a fun. really, really good, fun game to watch. The only thing that sucks is DeAndre Swift is out this week. Amon Ron St. Brown's out this week. Chark is out this week. Like they've lost, they, and then they lost uh, uh, ter- uh, Tracy Walker on the yeah, defensive somebody, side towards tore, Achilles. Yeah, Achilles. Yep. So they, 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 they had quite a few injuries in that game, but that just shows you what the rivalry's like. They play hard. Yeah. And they, and I mean, NFC North is a hard division to play in because every team has the potential of being good, even though Detroit never is. But you have the Vikings who have won a Super Bowl. You have the Green Bay Packers who have recently won Super Bowl. They've won one. They've got quite a few. Quite a few. And then you have the Bears that fucking back in the day, they were the killers of the Midway. The Bears. They were were the monsters of the Midway when you had uh, the Fridge Perry. William Perry. Yeah, I used to have a, well, I used to have a football card, a cartoonish you, football card of him. Yeah, yeah. Drawn like looking like a refrigerator with his head. Oh yeah, his refrigerator head. Perry. Yeah, yeah. He was a fucking force. And you had uh, who was their, who was their uh, quarterback? Was it Jim McMahon, or something like that? Yeah, you would know better than me. Yeah, I, I can't remember his name. And they had, uh, well, they used to have Walter Payton. Like they, they've, they've always had decent players. They had, uh, uh. uh Dick Butkus, uh, uh, I can't think of all the other guys, but they've had so many good players, and the Green Bay's had so many good players, and the uh, Vikings have had, and Detroit has had some good players. I mean, they have a few Hall of Fame guys. Like, well, yeah, uh, I mean, well, you got Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, and then the year before, Stafford moved to L.A. and then won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, obviously, he's a good quarterback. Oh, he's a great quarterback. He just didn't have, he didn't have the support he needed. They didn't, have, they. Detroit's never had good offensive coordinators. Hmm. They 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 do dumb shit like when it's third it's third and seventeen, let's throw a fucking screen oh, that we know is not going to work. They'll hang on to the ball, right? 
yeah. try to go for the first down. And then they, you know, they only get like four yards. And it's like, why the fuck would you throw a, why would you not at least try to get it further downfield than 17 yards and throw a screen behind the line of scrimmage and try to let that guy make up yards when you know he's not going to? Yeah. He's not Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders made all of his own yards. <clears throat> so anyway, it was just that, that <laughs> you know, that was a long way around of saying it was an amazing game. It was fun to watch. And, uh, they had some injuries because it was a tough game, and they played really hard. The uh, the opening ceremony stuff was pretty cool because they had uh, what they say like like a hundred former Vikings players. Were yeah, there. yeah, yeah. They had a hundred former Vikings players there for an anniversary of some sort. <clears throat> yeah, they were just doing some recognition, and yep, a, a whole bunch of Vikings players were there, previous players, and yep, <clears throat> all the all the way back to like I mean they had some old guys there. Oh yeah, they were probably nineteen sixties, yeah, seventies maybe. So and then uh, the guy who sang the national anthem. Jesus, he was good, wasn't he? Like, I can't he remember was, what his name he was. was. So Polynesian dude, good. Yeah. I can't remember what his name was. I remember while he was doing that, I leaned, I leaned over to Jake, and I'm like, and he had a career playing football. Yeah, not no. singing like this dude. He was good. He was amazing. That dude was so good. I can't, remember, a, I can't remember who it was. I'll have to look that up sleeve. now for a second. Super nice sleeve. So while like, I'm looking this up, I got a question for you. So, what was your favorite part of being at the football game? I think, I think. Because we were there, there we were so high up, which kind of sucked. It would have been nice to be closer, but you could see the whole field and you could see the whole play as it progressed. Not like on camera. Sometimes they'll just do a that zip. The because I mean that camera is really cool. It's on cables and whatever. It zips by the field, gets in there super close. But when you're up there and you can look at the whole field, there were multiple multiple times where who who was that Vikings running back that they just they'd give him the ball and he just kept running. Uh, Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook. So there, there were I want to say three different plays where he got the ball, and then you can just see you can just see the Vikings' uh, offensive line just open that uh, open that pocket for him, and he just zips right through the pocket. So that was pretty cool. You could just you can just see it forming, like as they're pushing, and and then he would just find he would find that hole in the in the line, and then just zip right through. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was pretty fun. Um, the cheerleaders. That oh, was, that was ho, 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 my favorite part of the, <laughs> the game. Vikings, the Vikings cheerleaders were they're very good. Yeah, no, that wasn't a that uh, what what an experience. I mean, if you've never been to an NFL game, go see one. Yeah, just the crowd. It was, was electrifying. Was super cool. I mean, just I mean, you just feel it. Ever and then they would uh, that the drum that Viking. Oh my war god! Drum. It was so loud, wasn't it? Yeah. That was crazy. I mean, I, they had mics and stuff on it, but uh, the last time they did it, we had left our seats so we could try and get down there and get autographs. We were standing right next to that freaking drum, so we could hear it 100%, and it was just loud. And you can see, you can tell that guy is hitting as hard as he can. <laughs> you can see it in right? his face. You can see his grimace, and he's just like, I'm just, like just, just destroying that drum. I think the guy's name was, uh, let me see if I can pull a picture up of him here. Yeah. His name is uh, Isera Tuolo. That's who it was. Okay, that's that guy there. That sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, he uh, he actually, I think he actually performed on The Voice. And oh, did he? Yep. He he's a defensive tackle. Played for Oregon State. Played for the Packers, the Vikings, the Jaguars, the Falcons, and the Panthers. Um, what a what an amazing! I think that I'm pretty sure that's who it was, Isera Tuolo. Um, yeah, he was good. He was so good. Uh, amazing singer. Because the national anthem, 
it's it's a very simple song, but there's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure, and, and you have to have some decent range. That's the thing. It it's, starts low. I mean, and it goes high. I mean, you've got to like you got to or or you got to bring it down a half step or something. You gotta, yes, yes, you yes. Gotta change the key. Very very rangy song up yeah. and down, but it's high but, and low. But like you said, it's the melody itself is fairly. It's pretty simple. Fairly simple. If you can remember the words, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 uh, what a lot of people have a hard part. I think that's where most people mess up at is so trying to remember if, the even words. If they don't sing it that great. As long as you remember all the words, everybody's right. Everybody will cheer because if you if you forget the words and you're like, and then everybody's gonna, they're gonna, yeah, say, yeah. what the heck? So, so yeah, um, just seeing seeing the stadium was amazing. I mean, that just a big, so beautiful, cool. just open stadium. Like, I got a I, cool picture of the sunrise coming over the building. I'll throw that on the Instagram. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was an awesome picture that you took. Yeah. So the outside of the building is already impressive because it's a gigantic building. And once you get through the big sliding glass doors they have in the front where the concourse starts and you walk up and actually look at the field, God damn, what an impressive stadium. We had to walk down like six flights of stairs to get down to the bottom right right up above yeah, the end zone to get out of our seats yeah yeah i'm like well no when we walked when we walked when we were there early oh yeah yeah, yeah. down you, down it those was it was easily stairs. 200 steps i was like holy crap i'm like that was easy getting back down and i'm like looking back up yeah like, oh, like, gotta i don't back. dude can we just like get a jet suit and fly yeah, up to our we gotta seats? go back up those stairs and then we had to go up freaking eight flights of stairs we yeah jeez. it was a couple well, escalators which three, was nice <laughs> three escalators something like that yeah and then, i think it was three going and then we still had to go up a flight to that section and then still go up more stairs right to the seat yeah geez and then when we got up in the seats it was like vertigo man it was fucking steep. until until it filled in and got people around us i was okay but yeah when it was empty so steep i felt like i was just gonna fall yeah, be forward very, be careful if you go and you sit up high i'm sure a lot of other stadiums are designed like that very slanted They're, it's yeah it's steep so that way you can see over it's it's nice though because you can see over the top of the people in front yeah. of you unless you they stand up like they did every third yeah. down i'm every, like fucking sit down well they were they were diehard fans they were watching yeah. They knew what, like, they would jump up and I'd be like, oh, what, what I missed? Yeah, I'm right. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's only third down. <laughs> I was looking at my phone. What? Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, shoot. Oh, man. So I kept standing up. And then the guys behind us had to stand up. Then the people behind them had to stand up. I'm and sure. It's like, whatever. They all know. I yeah. was trying to look. Like, they would stand up and then I would lean over and lean over right. and just look in between, in between the gap. And I, the would, I would just stand up and look over them because I just. I, I, my first game, and I love football. I love watching football. Yeah. Like, uh, tomorrow's game is going to be fun to watch. Oh, who's playing tomorrow? Uh, Lions and Seahawks. The Seahawks. But it kind of sucks. The Lions are missing Lions are missing three of their starters oh, yeah, on like, offense. Like we just talked about. Yeah. They got that guy with the torn. Well, they, Tracy torn Walker Achilles. on defense, but they're missing uh, their number one running back, DeAndre Swift. They're missing their number one receiver, Amon Ron St. Brown, and their second receiver, uh, DJ Chark. Shoot. They're missing all th- all four of them for the game. So. Yeah, you said it's not going to be in for a few more weeks before they get some of those other guys Yeah, back. well, Swift, they're going to sit Swift out till after the bye, which is they play Seattle, then they play, I can't remember who they play after that, then they have the bye week where they have a week off, and then they play the Cowboys after that. So they're going to try to get Swift back for the Cowboys. St. Brown is out. I don't know if he's out just this week or the next that week, too. That wouldn't be that but, far to go to catch that game. Only a couple hours further to go to go to Dallas. Oh, Dallas, Dallas is a little further away. It's only it's only 
two and a half hours further. No, no, four. From Vegas? From, uh, no, from here. It's four hours further. Huh. You think so? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm thinking, why am I thinking that? I'm thinking, Are you thinking Denver? I'm thinking Denver. Yeah. Idiot. No. If, idiot. It, was, if it was Denver, I'd <laughs> be like, yeah, no, it's only like three hours more. <laughs> it's like, only three. It's, yeah, Denver. I'm like, Dallas, Dallas, Texas is four hours further. Like, where the, <laughs> what map, Texas. what map are you, I mean, I'm sure the map you're looking at is folded in yeah, the middle. Yeah, there's, there's a wormhole in the middle. You just jump, yeah. through, jump through the portal. <laughs> you like, you like put a ruler on there to mark the miles and you're like. Okay, well, you didn't realize that the fold in the middle, so like yeah. Texas was right up against yeah. Minnesota. Sorry, I'm looking at a map like UPS management does. Oh, you could go right over there. It's only yeah, right. This, it's only, As the crow flies, it's, it's only, only it's only two inches on the map over there. Yeah, you don't realize they have to go eight no. miles around. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm no. thinking of I'm thinking of Denver. <clears throat> I thank God we figured that out because I didn't want you to be Idiot. like thinking you were right. <laughs> oh, Dallas, sorry. Dallas, Texas is. Texas. 20, almost 24 hours away from us if you drive. That's 12 hours further. (laughs) It's a lot further. Yeah, man. Yeah. But if you drove straight over to Minneapolis and got on 35, you can go straight south to Dallas. Well, I'll just, I'll just get on the plane. I would rather fly to Texas. (laughs) I'm not going to drive to Texas. That's way too goddamn far. I was thinking, I was thinking uh, Denver. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. all right, man. We, got that, we, we needed that laugh we got in that, here, too. We got that straightened out. Needed to add that laugh into the podcast. So, no, Denver, if we have, if there's a Broncos and uh Which don't happen Lions, often. They don't play much. There's a Broncos-Lions game. Yeah. You know, I, I'm hours. in. I'm in. If I find out there's a Broncos-Lions game in Denver, I'm in. I'm buying tickets and I'm going. Because those are the two closest places, Minnesota and, and Colorado. That's the next. Because yeah. does, I don't think, Wyoming or Montana or Idaho. Nope. Uh, Kansas City, I don't think Kansas City is much further. Okay, that might be, yeah. Kansas City is not super far. I I don't think it's much further than, I mean, well, it's probably 16, 17 hours, but you could fly there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it would be fun to go to Arrowhead and watch the Lions and Chiefs because they don't ever play. They don't ever play very much because they're yeah. different conferences. So they don't play often. I mean, NFC is Lions and AFC is uh, the Chiefs, so. I, I think I got that right. I'm not completely sure. The NFC and AFC shit really just throws me off. I don't know why they have them conferences. But. Yeah, one of the shoot, one of the uh, one of the guys that's working on a construction site that I delivered to, he was he was showing me earlier. He was I don't remember who it was when exactly it was, but he was at a he was at a Chiefs game, and they were they were on those field field level seats, like they were kind of towards the end zone, just angled off. And uh, just up a little bit. They had seats like we did for the baseball game. They're like, "Oh man, those must have been expensive." He said. He said they they spent a lot of money on that trip, right? Because they sat super close to the field. So I, I was right. Uh, yeah, I I don't really know much. I don't really know what teams are in the AFC and NFC because when you get into like hockey, like it's split East Coast West Coast. Like it's yeah, kind of you get metropolitan and. Atlantic, and then you get the Pacific and the Northern Pacific and uh, Western Conference and all that. You get into those conferences, the teams are in them conferences, like split down the middle, East and West. Hmm. But in the NFL, you got teams like the San Diego Chargers are in the AFC, but the LA Rams are in the NFC. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, like the conferences... Like the Seattle Seahawks are in the NFC, but 
the uh, uh, Denver Broncos are in the AFC. Huh. You, you know, think they so would like, just split it by right down the middle right down of the population. Middle, split it right down the middle of the map, and then you you would think so. Like and NFC is, uh, and, and don't get me wrong, NFC is a lot of like Central or Midwest yeah. East Coast. I'm sure they've got a they've got a method to it. But we just don't know where. It is. Right, well, the only teams that aren't on the East Coast that are in it are like the NFC. They got the NFC North, NFC East, NFC South, and NFC West. Hmm. So the NFC West are the only teams that aren't the East Coast. You got uh, uh, Cardinals, uh, Arizona Cardinals, uh, the LA Rams, the 49ers, it's and probably, the Seahawks. It's probably good that they stuck in the the Rams and the Chargers are in two different conferences because then they could never, I mean. It would be hard for them, be to, hard for have them to share play, a field. To share a field and play home games. For sure. It's no, not, no doubt. And they're in two different conferences, so their yep. schedules can be different. So like you get that and then like. See the only teams in the AFC that aren't really in the Midwest are uh, like when you got the AFC West, you got the Broncos, uh, Chiefs, Raiders, and Chargers. But the AFC East is the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots and mm. the New York Jets. So. And the AFC North is like Baltimore, uh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. And the NFC North is the Bears, Lions, um, Packers, and Vikings. So, like, I don't really understand how all the conferences work and shit. Yeah, I just I know either. that my Lions are NFC North. That's all I know. Yeah. And I know all the teams in their conference. That's good enough. Yeah, that's all I care about. I really don't care. With the with the Angels and, or the, with, with the LA teams, the Raiders yeah. and the i mean no no with those with the chargers and the they used to with the chargers and the rams it would be hard if because if they were in the same conference and they ever played each other uh who's the home team <laughs> yeah right that's like, the hard uh, part well no yeah so they just stick them in two different conferences and yep figure it out but with that being said i would love to take a 14 hour drive to dallas and uh <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so awesome I'd be flying <laughs> i would go Pedal. down to I would, go, I would drive down to my reunion every year. <laughs> Pedal to the floor. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, yeah, no, uh, so when we first got in there, we went down to the field. I played catch with Jamal Williams, which was really awesome. And that then, was uh, really cool. Yelled at Aiden Hutchinson. He wouldn't look at us. Got to, you know, my I told my my son Ethan was diehard on getting um, autographs, like I said in the beginning. Um, got him that Sharpie. He was wearing his DeAndre Swift uh, jersey. and. I told him, I said, look, I'm not going to help you get autographs. If you want them, you're going to get them. And he's like, okay, I will. So we got, and I said, I told him on the way over there, I said, dude, you can't be shy. You have to be willing to yell at these guys to get them to come over and sign your, and sign your stuff. You know, you can't just sit there and stand there and expect them to, they're just going to come up to you and do it. You got to ask them for them, you know? So we got down by the field and he took a Swift jersey off and he was shaking it over the rail and stuff and he had the marker in his hand and you know, but Swift was getting in game mode. He had his headphones on, his big yeah, old hoodie I on. I kind of figured it might have been a little hard to get him before because they've they've yeah. all they've kind of got like their routine. They have to warm up what they yeah. do, what their warm up and their their ritual. I yeah. mean I mean most sports people do. Most For sure. most professional athletes do. Uh, football players. I know a lot of football players and baseball players, a lot of them have Yep, their rituals and their their warm up, what they do to get in the in the mode in in yep. game mode. 
So I figured it'd be a lot easier afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and he he tried he tried to get him to come over and sign stuff in the beginning, but nobody was really paying attention to us other than Jamal Williams was throwing the ball back. Yeah, and he was forth running stuff, around in the end zone. He was dancing, interacting and stuff with and with a lot of the fans, having a blast, man. It was so much fun to see all them guys. And I mean, I know they're young guys, but they are professional athletes. They're a bunch of millionaires playing a kid's game for a you know just a lot having of money. They're living their dream. Yeah, it's what they've always wanted to do, and they got to do it because they had the dedication and willpower to stick with it and just get good at it. And then they ended up getting drafted to the NFL, sadly, to the Lions for most of them. But <laughs> yeah, but they're playing in the NFL. You're playing in the NFL. Does it really matter? Yeah. I know your goal is to win a Super Bowl. You might not want to be on the Lions, but. You could be on, you could be on the Chargers. Yeah. Or, or you That's could, just you, as bad. Or you could be on the Browns. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a few bad teams in the NFL. I mean, you could have been on the still, Vikings. <laughs> but they're still professional teams. They're That's still, all that matters. Yeah. You're, you're in the highest level of football there is. Yeah. And you get to do it every week and you get to live your dream. Not many people get to do that. No. There's a very small percentage of people in this world that are football players and they are the biggest men in the world and they are freaking monsters. So we went down there, got to play catch, you know, got shunned by a couple of players. I won't, you know, it kind of upset me a little bit because I'm a fan. Yeah. Of not one, not only am I a fan of the Lions and Aiden Hutchinson, but I'm also a fan of the Michigan Wolverines. That, Maze and blew through and through till the day I die, and and they wouldn't have a the job. Fact, the if fact, it wasn't yeah, for the fans, yeah. And I, I, I bought a shirt that my buddy's wearing here with your name and number on it that <laughs> I paid for that you're gonna get a little percentage of. Like fucking show some fucking love, man. Come on. So anyway, we left there. Had to walk back up the giant fucking five mile so hike up the stairs. stairs, all those stairs, and then we had to walk freaking half a mile to the other side of the yeah, stadium. Yeah, we had to walk all the way around the arena. Stairs. Um, so, and, and then after we left down there by the field, we, that's when we ended up going to get our food. We didn't realize we could have gotten it on the other end of the arena. Yeah. Yeah. We could have grabbed it. So we bought it over there cause the lines weren't bad at that time. So we bought it and then walked around the arena and got on the escalators. I swear my burger was cold by the time we got to our seats. Oh, that's how I'm, long of a trek we had to take. For sure. I just kept scoop. I just kept picking flies off my, or picking fries <laughs> off my basket, <laughs> yeah. not flies. I was picking fries off my basket as we're riding up the escalators and stuff. But, um, Fortunately, they had those escalators. Yeah, geez. I don't know oh. if I could have done all them stairs. Oh. I wish it would have had an elevator. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, no, we got up there. The people were cool. The atmosphere was awesome. Uh, we had so much fun. What a great experience. And then um, Ethan was so worried about getting autographs. He wanted to get down there so he could get yeah. down by the field again by the end of the game. and. Lions are up. Lions are up twenty-four to twenty-one. It's seven, eight, nine minutes left or something. We're like, all right, dude, we'll just leave our seats right now. We'll walk down by the entrance, by the main entrance of the field, and see what we can figure out down there. So we get down there, and and then what? Vikings then- drive down. Lions stop them. Viking or Lions drive back. Vikings stop them. Vikings finally get the ball back with like. 90 seconds left or something they throw they run once throw another pass they're in their two minute warning they have no timeouts so they didn't run at all they threw uh completed ran up threw another pass and complete i think and then they get up there with like 50 seconds left uh can't remember who it was osborne maybe uh i can't remember what the guy's name is 
he does a post route, runs up the field, cuts toward the end zone, and nobody's fucking covering him. Fucking bam, pass, complete, touchdown, 28-24, fucking Vikings. Lions get the ball back with like 35 or 40 seconds left. And then there's the damn near interception. Damn near interception. And then. An interception. An interception. And that fucking shut him down. Launched the ball downfield with 17 seconds left when he had two more downs to throw and he could have just, he could have done it completely different. Um, But it is what it is. Lions lost. I was kind of disappointed that they lost, but I don't really get disappointed if Detroit loses (laughs) because it is what it is. It was just funny because like right after they scored that touchdown and went up 28-24, their Vikings fans were walking past us saying shit like, you know, sucks to be a Lions fan and you just know how much different the conversation would have gone had they just held out and won yeah. that game. And that, that freaking drunk lady that said that to you, she like stumbled and was saying it to you and then still saying it to me. And she like freaking rubbed her boobs on me. And I'm like, like, geez, lady. I'm like, yeah, what the heck? Calm down. <laughs> like, it would have been different if you're like smoking hot or something. But. but I'll tell you what, when they scored that touchdown to go ahead, I don't think I've ever heard a venue as loud as that one. Oh, was. man. Jesus and we were Christ. standing right next to the drum. We were outside of, I mean, the stadium, we were underneath We were in the, the concourse, yeah. yeah. We were outside by the by the exit, and it got so freaking loud. Yeah, it did. They were just, oh, it was awesome. It was just an amazing experience Super to be at that. Super awesome. I keep saying that, amazing experience. I can't remember how many times I've said it in this episode. That's, but I mean, it was amazing. What, a, what an experience. Yeah, it was freaking awesome. The Vikings fans were great. Yeah. So what kind of upset me though, I was, I was kind of pissed at Ethan cause he wanted an autograph so bad that we left our seats so early. And, yeah. <laughs> but it was still really cool. And then after the game ended, all these Vikings fans are coming up the stairs and I told Ethan, I said, I'm not going down there with you to get autographs. I'm going to fight just, all these people. When the game was done and they all just like fled their seats, they just kept pouring out. Yeah. And Ethan being the diehard autograph seeker he is. Yep. Fought his way down past thousands of people probably all the way down to the field now quickly too he got down yeah. there quick it was like oh. and he was he was down there when they were walking off the field all the guys he was right there and i was I was really proud of him for doing that by himself he wanted autographs so bad and like i said it would have been completely different had the lions won because he would have gotten probably quite a few autographs being right there yeah probably got more but they were pretty uh dejected that they had lost and they had to get off the field to get yelled by their yelled at by their coach in the locker room, you know, and stuff like that. But uh, he took the hat that Matt was wearing that Matt bought me for my birthday. He took it down there with him, and he was able to get a couple autographs from a couple of uh kind of practice team players, you know, kind of like yeah. you know just extra bodies that they're still on the, the roster. Team. They're still on the roster, so he got a couple autographs, which yeah, that, was really cool. That hat he was getting the jersey and stuff. He was getting ready to go down there and like. I'm like, I took the hat off. I'm like, oh, you want to take this down there with you? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll take it down there. Yeah. And he took, he got a couple autographs on him. Man. I was yeah. very proud of him. And then uh, Jamal Williams. I don't know if a lot of people know who he is. He used to play for Green Bay. Uh, he's been in the league. He's only 27. I mean, he's been in the league for six years or something like that. He's, he's my, he's probably my favorite Detroit Lion player now. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Um, well, I got to play catch with him for one, which was freaking awesome. And then, uh, my son fought his way down to the field, got a couple autographs, and then Jamal Williams come walking up, and he told, there was my son and another kid down there wearing Lions stuff, trying to get autographs, and Jamal Williams, my son says to him, he says, you man, you played great today, dude, and he's like, 
yeah, you know, thank you for that, but I could have played better. And Ethan's like, ah, it's okay, man. You played really well. And he's like, hey, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And he told my son and the other kid, he said, I, I can't sign anything right now, but here you go. And he hands up the gloves that he wore for the game. Yeah. And uh, my son was on cloud nine after that, man. He was so excited. Uh, <coughs> I still, still had turf in it from the game and stuff. And no, I was super proud of him for getting down there. And he held on to that. He held on to it and it, he put it on the seat next to him, the whole ride yeah, home. Yeah, it had its own little spot on the back seat. <laughs> it sat in the middle seat. And it never whole, moved. The whole ride home. Never right moved. Right there next to him. Left it right there. So I'm going to buy him a single glove glass case. Now, yeah, now you got to get a display case. Yep, for it. I'm going to buy him a display case for it and uh, put the program from the game behind yeah. it and stuff. So, no, I was very proud of him for getting that. That was that was pretty sweet. That though, was one of the highlights know, of my weekend, like he man. Gave him, he gave him a glove and the kid next yep. to him a glove. And I didn't even get the glove, and that was one of the highlights yeah, of my weekend was, like, was that he got that, man. Maybe we should have gone down there with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that was pretty cool. I was very proud of him for getting down there and getting them autographs and getting that glove and stuff. And, uh, you know, if if anybody knows my son, Ethan, like I do and Matt does, he's just like his mother. He's very much an introvert. Yeah, I was making fun of him yep. on the way back because he was coughing a little bit. and saying, man, my throat's hurting. He's like, I think I'm getting a little cold. And I told him. We're both we're yeah. like you've never jumped up and screamed and yelled for for a game like that, before. right? Like because because like when they made their first touchdown, Lions he was he was out of his seat and yelling. Oh yeah, I didn't know Ethan could be a diehard. He fan was jumping he's not up, like that, but he was jumping up and throwing his hands up and yelling. And, oh yeah, at the game and then and then he went down and before he was trying to call out, yell for people, and then after the game, I'm sure yep. he was out there yelling. I was very so, proud of him for actually interacting with yeah. the crowds like that and stuff and. uh He's not one to shy away from supporting a team that he's there to see. He even, on some of those bad calls, is giving out some booze. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> like, oh, geez, we're in a sea of Vikings fans. Yeah. Like, oh. Well, it's just like, I'll tell you this one little story about him that I remember uh, when we played, when he played <coughs> hockey for Williston, we went over to um, Grand Forks to play a tournament over there. And the Sioux were playing that night, or the Fighting Hawks, uh, UND, the hockey team. Yeah. And they were playing Western Michigan. And anything that's Michigan, if they're playing against any other team, Ethan's a fan. Yeah. So he, we didn't have tickets to the game. And I was going to buy them, but they were kind of expensive. And one of the guys that we were there with had gotten two tickets to sit right below the press box. Um, and a lot of people from Williston actually have season tickets there. Oh, really? And the guy says, well, I'll tell you what, you and Ethan could just have these tickets because I'm going to be over in the bar area with uh, a couple other guys and their kids. So we're just going to be over there so you guys can just have these tickets. I was like, That's really, dude? Awesome. And he's yeah. like, yeah, no, no worries, man. I said, awesome. You know, thank you very much. So me and Ethan are sitting there in Western Michigan's playing against him. Every time Western Michigan would score, he'd jump up and cheer right in the middle of all these UND fans. Nice. Every time uh, UND would score, he'd get up, boo, bullshit, you know. <laughs> he was such a fan, man. And uh, that's the only other time I've seen him act like that. But I was very proud of him for this, for that, for this past weekend, the way he acted and the way he handled himself. And just the way, he, I don't know, I, I'm pretty proud of the way he just interacted while he was there and the way he, uh, you know, held himself as an adult, you know. He didn't yeah. act like a little child in need of shit. He just, he acted like a fan. And I really appreciated that. And I was very proud of him for doing what he did. 
But to get down there by himself and get them autographs and that glove was yeah that put me on cloud nine. I was very excited for me when he was, came when he came back. It didn't look like you know, he got anything. I was thinking, oh shoot, he didn't get anything. And he so pulled the glove out of his like, pocket. Well, I think. and he got signatures. Like I got two signatures. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then he pulled the glove out. I'm like, what the heck? What? Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. dang, you got Shit. a glove. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, Jamal Williams gave me his glove, man. I got to talk to him for a minute. I was like, that's fucking I mean, awesome, for, dude. For him, for for that guy, it's not a big deal to throw out his gloves because I'm sure he's got a sponsor with Nike, Reebok, whatever. Right. He's probably got a box full of gloves. Right. And I think I think uh, he was even saying they they were his halftime gloves. Like he used a pair and they got used up for the first half, so he put on a brand new pair for the second half. Right. <laughs> so he's got tons and tons of gloves, but I mean, he went down there. He fought through that crowd and yep. went down there and was talking to him. And the guy thought <clears throat> it was worthy of enough of a conversation to, to give out his gloves to the fans. Well, Ethan doing that at that game was the only reason I was able to drive from Minneapolis to Jamestown because I was still pumped still up from pumped. that. Yeah, I remember you saying after that, you're, you're getting a little sleepy. You're saying you're, uh, my, you're, I, you're, my adrenaline dump. Your adrenaline dump from yep. the game is, is you're coming off of it. Yep. <laughs> I started to get really tired by the time we hit Jamestown. But and that wasn't a bad hotel either. Stayed there, stayed the night there. Uh got oh, a yeah. nice breakfast. Same in the family, same same company. Yep. The they're all both of them were Hilton yep. group, group, wasn't it? Something like that. Hampton Inn yeah, and Hampton Double Inn. Tree or I think are both Hilton. But uh So I noticed that all the stuff, the toiletries, the soap and the stuff was all in the same packaging and yep. the shampoo and the soap and the lotion was in the same little package. But uh, what an amazing atmosphere! What a what a time we had, and it was so much fun. The drive back was kind of exhausting on Monday. We stopped and did some shopping. Yep, I had to pick up some souvenirs for my rodents. Yeah, my my bread. Oh, the breakfast at the Hampton it was amazing. Yeah, the waffles were so good. The waffle, yeah, the waffle was good. Uh, I waffle, I put a bunch of whipped cream and some uh, chocolate syrup on it. Oh yeah, and then I had some. Had some bacon and potatoes. We let Ethan stay up in the room to handle himself. He got a shower, got dressed and stuff while we were downstairs eating and things because he don't usually eat breakfast at all. So, yeah, and then we got in the car and made the rest of the trip back. Stopped at uh, stopped at Dick's Sporting Goods in Bismarck. On the way out of Minneapolis, we stopped at... Uh, what was that outlet mall? Uh, the Ev- oh, shit, I remember. Evansville. I don't know. We had to make it quick, though, because everywhere, was, a lot of them were closing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we ended up hitting uh, Zoomies, uh, Puma, uh, Under Armour, and Nike. Yeah, the Under Armour was probably probably the best one. The Nike was was a little disappointed. It was okay. It was, it was okay, but I mean, yeah. it was like an outlet. It's all the stuff that's just like they got extra stuff in a warehouse, so they send it to their outlet, discount the prices, and right. let it go. <clears throat> this, uh, I really was hoping they had they had like a slightly different color or a different size than that LeBron James hoodie. Yeah, the it's got the the L and the J on it. So yeah, would be kind of cool. Then yep. the shape of the crown. They didn't have <clears> enough <throat> sizes. Though. It was the only one they had. It was, it yeah, was it small. Was small on the mannequin. I, pro- I probably could have got it for Maddie, but I was hoping to get one for Parker to go with his shoes. Right, right, right. So that would have been cool. But <clears throat> he got some cards and a little, little. Uh, I got him some cards and a, a little puzzle box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked him about the because we got back Monday. We <clears> dropped <throat> Matt off. Me and Ethan went to the house. Uh, unpack, uh, put the dirty clothes away, uh, put the other clothes we didn't wear away, whatever, unpack our suitcase or our duffel bags. And then we had bowling. 
that night. Oh, heck yeah. We started League Monday night, so that was fun, man. We had a great time. Uh, always been fun. This will be the second league we've bowled with my wife, me and my Matt, me and, me and my Matt, <laughs> me and my wife and uh, Matt are a team called Two Guys and a Gal. Uh, the, we first, have, the first season we did with, with Josh. And the first season we did with Josh, so that was nine pin. Third. And then we did the season with Kerry, which was seven pin, no tap. Yeah. And now we're doing nine pin again. A lot of fun. We both, um, we both bowled pretty well, too. Yeah, no. Bowled really well. You had two. I don't remember what all of yours, but I know you had two games that were over 200. I think I had a 246, so 154 and a 230. Yeah. My second I had, game, I was just off. My first game, I was still trying to figure figure it out. And then I started the second half of that game. I picked it up and and I barely, I mean, I got a, like a 130 or something on right. that one. So I barely squeaked out some good numbers. But then my next two games were both over 200. And the good thing about what, the, the way Carrie throws the ball is she's very consistent. So she don't usually throw any different than any other time. She yeah. Straight ball, curves a little bit, <clears throat> and it's so much fun. I started to figure some stuff out, though. Stay, right. Keep, keep some consistency. And then I freaking started throwing some strikes right so i think uh the second game i think i only threw two purple strikes yeah yeah oh you were bowling pretty good which are purple purple strikes or nine pin strikes yep they were all the rest of them were all real strikes well nine pin no tap nine pins is a strike i had a couple of them that i was trying and the ball fell off my hand so yeah like twisted my hand i was trying to bring it back so i didn't drop it and i freaking threw it in the gutter i think you only (laughs) i thought to be honest with you, you threw a lot less gutter balls than you normally throw when you're trying to figure it out. So yeah, not too th- bad. Yeah, I only threw two. A couple of them, you got too much stank on it, threw it across the pins into the gutter. But yeah, you missed yeah, a couple times I, that way. But but I started figuring it out. You readjusted and was able to get your pop before you twist after you twisted your wrist. Yeah, so it helped a lot. There was a couple of them I thought that I was thought were going to drop in the gutter. But oh my god, it came back on. perfect right in the pocket held on too. And, yeah, and they were beautiful. So that's our weekend, man. We had a great time. Uh, took in a baseball game, took in a football game. <clears throat> almost a hockey game. Almost a hockey game. Uh, we got out of the we got out of the city pretty late. We were thinking about it, though. We were really thinking. We about were it. really thinking about it. And if we would have thought about it, Monday Night Raw was in St. Paul. Yeah, Monday got, night got mad. And <sighs> that was <laughs> that would have been so much fun to go to. Yeah, imagine doing all that. But that was a good weekend. Uh, we had a great time. I hope you guys enjoyed us talking about our weekend. Uh, I do want to. I'm I'm going to throw, I want to say something else right now. Before we started, Matt said he had a curveball to throw at me. So I, I want to I hear what he's got to say. So hit me with it, Matt. It might take a couple minutes to discuss okay. it. But I did have one more, I found one more thing. We were talking about that, uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Reykjavik. Oh, yeah, and Reykjavik. About, I think there's a volcano. There is. There's a volcano 25 miles outside of Reykjavik, which is, I guess is the capital of Iceland. Yep. <clears throat> and then it's a... Uh, Reykjavik or something peninsula it's on the peninsula so there is a volcano okay and then Eurovision is that movie with Rachel McAdams and uh, Will Ferrell okay okay I don't think I've ever (laughs) seen that that's the name of the movie gotcha okay it's about a singing competition that's big it's called Euro this competition is called Eurovision I don't know if it's a real competition or not but they were a duo a singing duo they called themselves Fire Saga okay so that's the other uh yeah that's the other thing that was the other two things that i had but uh okay but i want to hear this curveball so <clears throat> my curveball is has uh, changed my opinion on on a topic that we've already discussed what's that and it was a it was a good one for us it was a big controversial topic so 
uh, last during the week. Um, Thursday, I listened to a really good podcast on Armchair Expert, yep. which Thursdays are their uh, experts on experts is, is what, they, what they call it. They bring in an expert in their field. Okay. And then uh, the the podcast went so well. It was so, I guess it was, I mean, I I was interested enough where I bought the guy's book and listened to, it's a 12 hour book, listen to all but, uh, what did I listen? I listened to seven hours of the book. Holy shit. In one, one, just straight, just nice. one shot. So I've got five hours left of, of his book. And uh, so the guy that they had on, his name is Saul Casson, and he's a psychologist. Okay. He's a, he's a clinical psychologist and a expert in the, and also in that field on false confessions. Oh, wow. So I have changed most, most, I guess most of my opinion on capital punishment. So you're for it or against it? I'm against it. Okay. I, um, I believe, I don't believe, well, I should say it this way. I don't believe we are responsible enough as a society and, and the changes that need to be made in the justice system to keep it on the table a hundred percent. Cause there are a lot of the cases, like when we talked about serial killers with John Wayne Gacy. That was pretty clear that that he was a monster, and that right. was, that was fine. So, but what this guy does is his expertise is in false confessions, and we talked about a case that he know knows a lot about when we were talking about capital punishment with the. Uh, I wrote it down because I forget. With uh, I just gotta find where I wrote it down. Um, oh, the Central Park Five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were. So there was a, there was a serial rapist that was going around, and they ended up calling him the Central Park Strangler or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> and he's the one who actually committed the rape and murder. Yep. However, the Central Park Five is five young African American boys. One of them was twelve, I think. Two of them were fourteen. Yep. One was fifteen, and then the fifth, the other one was seventeen. So that's how, that's how young they were. <clears throat> so he, he goes into a lot of detail about it and talks about how that, uh, their, their parents weren't notified of them being picked up and in, interrogated for hours, hours upon hours. And the, the detectives on the case, <clears throat> they interrogated him. So just, I mean, they grilled him so horribly and I mean, just, just psychological abuse pretty much that four of them gave false confessions just, just to end basically the torture that they were putting him through. They said, they just said, yeah, we, I did it. And <laughs> so the, a group called the innocence project <clears throat> took on their case, but not until 12 years later, I believe is how it goes. So they, they've been in jail for 12 years, yeah. all five of them, because they had confessions and their part <clears throat> of their confession said, yeah, he did it too. So the, the fifth one who didn't, who didn't sign a false confession? Uh, basically, uh, they they just threw him in. So all five all five of them were in prison for that. And the the crazy thing is, they did a rape kit on the victim. And when the justice, when the the innocence project got involved, is is that's usually what they do. Mostly, it's it's most of the time it's like high profile rape and murder cases is what they get involved in, and. Uh, they they really kind of pick and choose because that it, it is a sensitive subject subject right, because right. I mean a lot of times a lot of there are a lot of confessions that are true and accurate that they haven't been 
coerced or they're not basically twisting their arm to to, uh, to write up and sign. So <clears throat> they are picky, I guess, for lack of a better word, they're picky with the cases that they take on. And this one had DNA evidence, and that's that's a big criteria for them. If there's DNA evidence and that DNA evidence hadn't been processed. Was, yeah, I remember hearing something about that. Part on the, one the crazy that thing. Podcast that I listened to, Small Town Murder, they've talked about that a couple times. Yeah. So them guys. I mean, all they had to do was process the rape kit and they would find that oh it's it's linked it was i mean they already had it's not any of them five no they already had dna from previous a serial rapist who was already going through the area right but because they had the 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 lawyers and the jury and the judge they had already seen their signed confessions so it was like okay well yeah that's a done deal were were any of them five guys up for the death penalty i don't believe so i don't know what they're I don't know how. I don't know what they're. The, the only reason the only reason I asked that is because <clears throat> I don't know just because of a false confession for them five guys using them as an example, how that deters <clears throat> you from the death penalty. Well, I don't know if it was on the table or not, but it may have been. So, um, but that's that's one that happened. Right. Um, a lot of there's there's multiple other others that <clears throat> that they give explanations. They give cases to. Um, the other one of the other examples. Um, <clears throat> so there was, I'm really bad. I should, I probably should have looked at the names, but there is other, there's other names and there's, so there's a case that's current. Like one of the big ones is there's a current case. There's a family that was moving and they moved into a, a, an apartment with stairs and one of their 12 kids fell down the stairs and they hit their head pretty bad and they were, they were passed out. So they called 911. <clears throat> and based on the police, their, I guess their intuition and their training, they said the mother did not show enough remorse. That, that's a big thing that based on their training that, that, <clears throat> that she's not reacting the way she should have. So they put her in jail. Yeah. That's, <clears throat> I mean, to, to put some, I mean, but a lot of people, um, I've heard that a lot, like on the small town murder I listened to yeah. that police consider that a sign is if they don't show enough remorse. Well, I'll talk. I'll talk about some. I'll talk about some of that. Some of the findings that the guy found. We're gonna in, have to do his, another episode. We're gonna have to do another episode on uh, capital punishment. We could. We could. Because I think so, we just took a really fun episode and started making it dark. But her case, her her case, she is currently on death row. The medical oh, exam. The medical examiner examined and 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 he's given testimony that that it it was base. It was an accident. It was a fall. I mean, yes, blunt force trauma is what killed the child, but he he fell down the stairs. They were moving into this apartment, and just based on their, um, the the detectives their their hunch that they had no evidence to back any of it up, they grilled her for hours and hours and and got her to sign a confession because in their minds they that she was the she was the murderer. So she was on, she was on death. She is still on death row <clears throat> and she got an appeal. Something happened where she got more time, but and they're going to, they're going to re-examine the evidence. They're going to re basically retry her. Mm. But that's a current one. That's one that's now. Right. So, um, the innocence project, since they've started, they've had, I want to say their numbers are, are up to 3000 people. people that they have had helped get exonerated based on DNA evidence and helped with 
<clears throat> overturning false confessions for that's fair for i mean for rape and murder a lot of these people spent on there you can you can check them out on their website there's the other people's stories i mean there's people who who've been in jail for 28 <clears throat> years 25 years 28 years and they've had them and a lot of them have been on death row and they've had them overturned <clears throat> so it's just it's pretty i don't know i guess it, it comes back to what we did already talk about that there needs to be reform in the justice system. Oh, I completely agree with that. So, and until there is, I don't know if we should be really, we don't know if we should really be, uh, sending, sending as many people out to send, sentence them to death. Well, listen, I'll as, tell you what, as there is, remember when I first got, when you guys first came home and I was sitting out there and my brother Jeff had called me Yeah, and he told me, listen to the wrestling podcast and stuff. And I told him that our, uh, biggest episode one of our biggest episodes that people have listened to is capital punishment the one we did yeah and he said he said yeah i th think my whole mind just changed on capital punishment i was like really he's like yeah he said he's been listening to a podcast called uh something something about uh justice for little kids that have been abused and killed and stuff mm -hmm. and he said just there's monsters out there we can't there afford to let them people walk free there are now um based on what you said you know i mean you're allowed to have your own opinion. You're allowed to have your own thoughts. And, you know, if you're against it or for it, I mean, either way, that's you. And I, I'll back you 100%. I don't know, however you feel. It just would never change my mind about it. Well, I wasn't, I'm not trying to change your mind. Well, I, I know, I know. After listening to this and listening to most of it, it changed book, your mind. It changed my mind on not that, not that we should never use it, but that we're, we have to be not, more subjective. We're not at a point. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the big thing is, is what the police are allowed to do to try and get these confessions. Cause we're one of a few handfuls of countries globally that the police are, which I already, I mean, I already knew the detectives were, they're allowed to bend the truth and lie mm -hmm. to get information. Cause I mean, they'll try and trip up a criminal and right into saying something or whatever. Cause I mean, they're allowed, so they're allowed to lie and do that, but we're one of the a few handfuls of countries that are, that the police are allowed to do that. I mean, like, yeah. like Denmark, they're not allowed to do that. I, I think even China, the cops are not allowed to lie to you. <laughs> no, no. So, I mean, even somewhere, I don't, I don't know what all the list is, but there's a list. So, but I think one of the big things that the author is fighting for is that all interrogations should be 100% recorded. Oh, yeah, no doubt. To end. That's, that's a given. <clears throat> well, there's only 30 states that require that. So, you know, all, all 50 states should require that. 30. That should be a given. 30 of everything them. should be audio and video it. recorded yeah everything so most of them the only thing that they're allowed to, they're, they're required to do is once they get a confession they record the confession that they give to the da yeah that's, that's it. it that's it yeah <clears throat> that's the only thing they're legally yeah. bound to do <clears throat> so, and then with with them being able to lie and and do stuff like that, i mean I, I i knew they were allowed to do that but there's some of these cases that they talked about one of them there was so one of the cases it was a, a rape and murder. The woman was stabbed. The suspect that they somebody that they landed on that who was a guy who lived near there. They were acquaintances. They knew each other, and I want to say maybe they had a bad interaction or something. He was somebody who was there. They went after him and to try and get a confession. They so he's a suspect. So now they've got warrant to search his apartment, search his car. When they're searching his car, they took gloves out of his car. And they took and they, a knife that they found two blocks away that they thought was the murder weapon. And the guy, the cop took a picture of them together. 
and said, well, we found the murder weapon with your, um, and the, he showed him the picture and the guy goes, are those my gloves? And oh, he's like, yeah, shit. yeah, we found them with the murder weapon. And then he started to doubt everything. And the cops telling him, you, I mean, you, you, you did this horrendous act. You probably just blacked out and you don't remember. Yeah. That's some bullshit. Yeah. So, and then when further down, I mean, this guy was, was on the, and he confessed and while on this false confession, they put him in jail for, for this rape and murder. I just, I don't, I, I, I don't I, know if, I don't know if the, the death penalty would have been an option, but I mean, I understand what a false confession is. I just don't see how someone that didn't do it could not say I didn't do it. Yeah. And they just keep asking. I didn't do it. Well, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I don't know how they get people to well, do the, these false the book, confessions. He talks about, he talks about what, why and how, how this happens in his book. So yeah. I'm interested to finish it up. I'll finish it up on Monday. Right. Uh, but the name of the book is duped, duped, duped. Like you got duped, and it's by Saul Cassins. Saul Cassins. You can find it on Audible if you want to do the audiobook and figure yep. out why. Because he goes into that. Because I mean, yeah, why would somebody if if you're you didn't do it, just keep telling them you didn't do it. Right. So, but the problem is when they're there, when you're sitting there for eight hours, and you can't go to the bathroom, you can't get a drink of water. They're not giving you food, and you're 17, and they're not letting you call your parents. I, and, I could see it. And and when they say, I just want to call my parents, and they go, Well. You're not leaving until we get what we want. Yeah. Just sign the confession. And they come to a breaking point where, okay, well, if I'll get out of here, if I sign this, can my mom come pick me up? And they'll tell him, yeah. Oh, well, that's some bullshit. They do stuff like that yeah, all that's garbage. the time. So way to kill the mood on our vacation, Matt. <laughs> Sorry. It was just. No, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. It though. was I mean, just, I don't, I mean, I don't, I still don't have a problem with it. I think. There are some, there are murderers who that should definitely be an option. We need to be. So I guess my, my stance really hasn't changed on, I guess the death penalty. It's more the process, the to process get there. needs to change. Yes. No, I agree with you. There's way too <clears> many, because <throat> it made me think of uh, where we were talking about how uh, both, both Jeff and I said, if, I mean, one innocent person who gets wrongfully convicted and says right. the death is too many. I mean, this shows that there are more, there's more than one. There's thousands right. of people who this innocence project, who but the overturned cases out of them were murders out of them. 3000 people, maybe 10 were probably death row. I think there was more than that. I, you can check on their, on their website. Oh, you have to look at it, but yeah. I'm sure so, it wasn't 3000. And then a lot of these, a lot of times. So what also what made me think about that is when you have a confession, your chance of appeal is less. So, I mean, so people who have been convinced through these false confessions and they just moved along through that process and put to death, who knows how many numbers that, that is. That's another reason that made me think, yeah, we should probably think twice before, before we do that. We should, we it really needs to be made sure that this person committed those crimes. That's fair. So, but I mean, like with, with, uh, cause there's a big, that Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, documentary. It's, it's not really a documentary. It is a documentary, but it's not the one on Netflix. I watched the last 20 minutes of it with oh, Carrie the other I heard night. That's nuts. Oh my gosh. So, and that's all based on all the facts they know of from eyewitness accounts and, and yeah. police stuff, police statements and police evidence. So, I mean, that's all, that's as true to the story as possible. Right. So, cause it's a docudrama i think that's yeah what they it's call a docudrama it. so it's not it's not i mean netflix elaborates a little bit but they 
they do a pretty good job because i watched stay well i watched the, the last 20 minutes with carrie and i'm like what the f- i thought i was gonna watch like news footage and shit like that but it's an actual like it they were in they were in the prison weight room when the guy beat him to death it was the last 20 minutes of the show yeah so watching that i was like oh it's a docudrama gotcha yeah, yeah. somebody actually playing yeah jeffrey dahmer so but i mean so, situations like that like there's a there's a lot of evidence there's a lot of like his neighbor the eyewitness accounts from his neighbor there was a lot of evidence against him right that's pretty clear john wayne gacy or yeah, 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 yeah. Ed, Ed Gein, which i mean he was deemed not fit to stand trial but uh, i'll so there are cases like that, like, this, yes, like there a are. lot of the serial killers, Ted Bundy, a lot of serial killers, uh, Manson that we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> Lethal injection or guillotine all the way for those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't believe, I don't believe it's cruel and humane to put people like that to death. No. I think you could use any form of death you wanted so, and it's humane. And then, and then the confessions, the guy talks about multiple different, like in their study, field of study. I think there was four different types of confessions they talk about and one of them is just i did this because there were, like there was another guy he talked about it might have been the it might have been that uh the central park strangler or whatever it right. might have been him because he actually confessed he actually because he was seeking the media attention he was like yeah but you guys you got the wrong guy because there's people who do crazy stuff like that and they they want to they want to be known for well, it was like the BTK strangler. Yeah, he wanted to know. He wanted people to know that that no, I did this. Yeah. So there's confessions like that, and those guys, yeah, burn them. Yeah. So I I still feel that way. I, I but I mean, there's a lot of cases that we just we just got to be more careful. No, and, and I'm with you on that. Um, I I understand what you're saying, and I know how you feel when you say stuff like <clears> that. I, I'm I, I'm gonna I, I want to explain my opinion on it and why I take such a hard stance toward it. Because I think the death penalty needs to be there. I, I think that, like you were saying, there's people like Gacy and uh, Gain and Dahmer and shit like that out there that do stuff like that. The BTK, yeah. Strangler, um, people like that that deserve it. No, just diehard facts. Uh, no doubt in your mind that the facts and the evidence point to him. He admits it. He confesses to it. People like that, we don't need in this society. We don't need them as a burden to us at all. Someone needs to analyze that confession. And they have worse. Table. And they have worse psychological problems than most people that are put in prison. They are fucked up. Yeah, something. Which wrong. is another reason people are against the death penalty because they need help instead of being punished. But I've said this statistic several times on this podcast, and I'll say it again: if. of the people on earth think you're ugly. There's still (laughs) 0.1% that don't. And uh, that's 700 or that's 7.9 million people, which is 0.1% of our population. If 10,000 people are on death row at a time, that's such a small percentage. It does not change my day-to-day life. It don't affect my bubble. It don't affect what I have to care about. Yeah. And me talking like this, and maybe you know what? Maybe someday this podcast will change people's minds for the better, or for worse, or for whatever. Give them a different outlook and opinion on stuff. But for me personally, in my opinion, um, 
hearing about 3,000 people that were falsely accused or false confessions or something, it just doesn't change my mind because it's such a small percentage of the population. That's still 3,000 people. I know. And it's a shitty way to look at it. It's still 3,000 of someone's children. I know, but that's how my mind works. But that's, that's, I think that's what, I mean, I thought, I thought it was a smaller number. Right. But that's just how my mind works. Like it don't affect me, my day to day. So I don't worry about that. And it's such a small number of people. Like, like I told, like I've told people several this, several people this uh, recently. The more, the older I get, the worse I see the world getting. The more and more I agree with Thanos. <laughs> Three thousand people isn't going to change my opinion. Snap him out of existence. Um, the the world's already gone to shit, and we have destroyed it. And we just create we more and more and more and more and more and more and more people. Yeah. And. 3,000 people don't make a difference to me because we'd probably be better off with about 3,000 people. But those 3,000 people that they helped, I want to say nine, I want to say that, but I think that the reason why there's 3,000 like that is all of them were coerced into a false confession. That, no, that's an issue. That, and, and I agree with that you on that. That is an issue because, I mean, these people were we in jail. We need to fix that. 20 to, 20 to 30 years wrongfully in jail. Right. No. And we do need to fix that. I, I do agree with that. We need to get rid of false confessions. We need to have more. We need to have better investigations. That's the, the big, shit. that's the big thing that they focus on false confession and there's DNA evidence. So, I mean, they said that just to get out of that, they say, yes, I did it the, to just so the, the interrogation stops. And granted, nowadays, half of them, 3000 people were probably in prison for 25 or 30 years. They didn't have the DNA testing that we have now. Well, those ones, those, that's all they take on. Is the, D- right, because they, can, with DNA. because they can test the DNA yeah, better now and, they can and say, prove Look, it better. So back in the day, this is the guy they who would use, back in the day with blood, they'd use blood types. Back in the day with hair, they would match hair, hair fibers. Now they can actually pull a DNA code and say, well, this isn't her, this is yeah. this person. And your DNA is left from a lot of things. I mean, yeah. I think sweating your fingerprints, your spit, right. your spit. Your so a lot of blood. so a lot of the older cases, DNA, it really DNA didn't matter because there was no way to like one hundred percent undoubtedly check it to this person. Yeah, I and just, nowadays you can do it. So I agree with you. We do need nuts. to have better that's investigation. Way too many people. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, that was not really a curveball i i i expect you to voice <laughs> your opinions man that's the name of the show so i mean we had that opinions and, and buttholes my opinions kind of changed course on that one a little bit no that's good though and, man I that's mean, that that's that that's that's the psa i want to put out this week to anybody if you have a strong case towards something or if you're kind of on the fence about something research it find a good book find uh investigations that have happened find papers people have written read that shit and then develop your opinion and get your opinion and when you get your opinion stick to it unless something else you find can change your opinion yeah don't be afraid to change it yeah and don't be afraid to tell people your opinion it's your opinion you're allowed to have it we had that thing we wanted to talk we wanted to mention about the american dream we were talking about the football players oh yeah yeah yeah. so we'll we'll end on that we got that one too yep so well um matt's going to throw this out at the end but it's it's a cool it's a cool little saying, uh, and we really liked it. And we were talking about it on the way back from the football game, yeah. so we decided that uh, we would throw it in at the end of this episode. But it was a great weekend away, fun baseball game, super fun, fun football game. Uh, my son had a blast. I was on cloud nine. I was so happy for him. I was proud yeah. of him. If you, uh, like, if you like sports, try and get out to see one live. Yes, 
so much it's fun. It's so fun. And US Bank, Sta- US Bank Stadium is a fantastic venue to watch a game yeah. at. It was amazing. It was so much fun to be there. Um, uh, so I'm going to end it with uh, hit hit me with your uh, hit me with your little knowledge there, Matt, right, that we so talked about. We were talking about uh, the American Dream and how some some of these players and and owners of these. I mean, some of them have have come from nothing and and now they're playing in the NFL. And then we were talking about how the American Dream is like entre- excuse me, entrepreneurs come up with like they'll do a thousand dollar loan like uh, UPS. That's how that started. How Mark Cuban started. Yeah, we were talking about Mark Cuban specifically. Yep. And, Started with eight thousand dollars, and then he bought the yeah. Mavericks for two hundred and forty million, and then he they're, they're worth like five point four billion now. And yeah, he started was, with eight thousand dollars, and we were saying that's that's the American dream. And then I, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I think the real American dream is to make the most amount of money with the least amount of effort. That's the real American dream. <laughs> that's what people want, and I've I've. I've said that a couple of times. I'm not sure if I heard it somewhere. I don't know that I've heard anybody actually say it, but I mean, yeah, but to be an entrepreneur and to come up from nothing and, or to earn your way like that and be able to do earn that in anything. But, uh, lately it's really, I mean, that's kind of how it's going. Yep. They want <laughs> to, the, uh, they want the biggest bang for their buck when yeah. their buck isn't worth that much. Yeah. And that's a big thing, the big, the bang for your buck. And that's kind of how it seems like, uh, people that's how their lives are going to people make make the most amount of money with the least amount of effort people only people usually only pay for it if it's worth it yeah yeah so. no that's a great way to end it but man. respect the hustle respect the hustle get out there and live your dream and spend a little bit of that money you earned on a fantastic getaway for the weekend p- taking a baseball game taking a football game yeah, taking just, a concert just do it if you're if you're on the yes. edge you're like oh i don't know if i should just do it well said. Just take it from Nike. Just do it. Just do it. With that being said, it's the end of our episode. For Opinions and Bullholes, I'm Jake. I'm Matt. Be kind to everyone. Peace. Peace.